So describe what you see on the card. Jesus. Is it supposed to say something? <laughs> it, oh. uh, five and dudes and chicks. No, dudes? No, just chicks holding sticks. Yeah. <laughs> chicks holding sticks? That's a good sub like <laughs> episode name. <laughs> chicks holding sticks with Stu Callanan. Yeah, um, here we are. Do you know what that one is? So it is. I'm just pulling it up now. So it's the five of wands. Ah, so you five want to read out all that stuff on there? Feel, don't, don't feel bad if the thing... Uh, yeah, yeah. When when this card appears, expect conflict of some sort. Here we go. Um, it could possibly be negative, such as petty hassles, arguments, and clashing of personalities, but it could also represent friendly competition, such as in-games and contests. contests. In teamwork and relationships, it is nearly inevitable to have some difference of opinions. These differences should be treasured. Jeez, it'd, be, it'd suck if I couldn't read very well here. Jeez, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I I'm not going to say I'm a great reader either. Uh, these differences should be treasured. It is from them that new ideas and interesting compromises emerge. Be wary of stubbornly holding on to the idea for the sake of it. Tremendous power can be had when we join our energy with that of others instead of fighting them. Remember what team you're on. This card could indicate petty hassles and annoyances. <laughs> if this is the case, endeavour to not make more of your problems, not to not make more of your problems than they actually are. Well, there you go. I got through. <laughs> I got through that. <laughs> Five of ones by me. Welcome to Fuck You Tarot Lady episode 12, pretty sure, 12, with Stu Callanan. Are you going to be, do I call it like, is it just Stuart or are you Stu Callanan? Well, I I'm, I'm open. Stuart's quite formal. I'm happy with that too, but Stu I can run with also, yeah. Everyone knows yeah. you as Stu. Yeah, You're a Stu, yeah. Stu. yeah, I'd say Stu. With a U, no E-W. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for coming to my lovely new abode. This is the new podcast den for a couple of months at least, so thanks for coming down. Yeah, very welcome, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, let's. Um, where do you want to start straight into it? I know you've listened to the Rob episode, which was very nice. Always nice when people know what they're kind of in for. I Joel, guess. Cam, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, very good. So yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of people asking about you to come on because a lot of people have been talking about you and All Galaxy. Right. And I guess cool. should we jump straight into that? Or sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, how does someone of your background playing? Um, you know, you came from Pitch of the End and then mm -hmm. D's Nuts and then, you know, you had that kind of style going, like a kind of camo short vibe. Yeah, and as I currently have camo shorts on <laughs> with many pockets that I'll never use. Continue. <laughs> so you've gone from camo shorts to Galaxy. Now, mm -hmm. Galaxy to me, it's fucking amazing. Cheers, for starters. Yeah, like, thanks, I'm, and Cam said that in his episode that he's glad to say that it rips because it does because he didn't ride it. Like, yeah, yeah. It I really loved when he said that. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. He does like it. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, you know, I know he loves it. Yeah. So how did that happen? How did that all come about? Like what, how did you go from camo shorts to camo pants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tight denim vests. Um, no, I don't have them. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. It's always there for me. It's, it's um, from picture the end, you know, I, I came into that as before before they started, well, before I joined, um, they were more so like, you know, uh, Deftones, um, VOD, um, Turmoil sort of stuff. And then oh, I, nice. I came from a metal background. So 
um, you know, a lot of Swedish death and um, melodic sort of death metal. So like at the gates and yeah, yeah, yeah early right. saw work in flames and stuff like that. I was right into that at that time. So I I had recorded demos um, that I just did on a, a computer at home, and um, and through a friend, like got through a friend, uh, David White to. Um, another who worked at Woolies with another dude called Rowan Buntime, one of my best mates, handed on my CD to Rowan. Rowan lived with Rob, the singer of Picture of the End, because they were looking for a guitarist. And yeah, just um, uh, they hit me up and and I added like this whole element of, you know, sort of... You know, yeah, intricate sort of picking and and uh, I was a big Pantera head and most of them were too. So we sort of like combined all that, and yeah. and um, one of the guitarists, well, the original guitarist Aaron, he was more into the strumming, so his style and mine sort of conflicted each other. But the dude sort of went my way, uh, and <laughs> uh, we sort of got yeah, yeah, we sort of got heavier, and uh, so that sort of you know the metal part of it was has always been there, and then did a lot of stuff with Picture the End that I loved, and um, uh, you know it was great sort of shape for me, and you know drive as a young bloke to this is what I want to do, you know, I quit my jobs to go on tours, I did, it was fork in the road moments, and I'm like, no, I'm doing that tour, and you know, like, it was important to me, and and then, you know, after a while, we sort of, for me, the expectation of writing another album, as I was the, came across like the main writer, so it, the way that was set up, um, didn't really work for me, uh, it was a lot of pressure, you know, have you written a riff yet? No, um, you know, it was that full on, man, like, um and i i just sort of you know i was pretty social back then you know um still am now but um met a lot of friends in the process and one was jj who uh, was in or well, is in d's nuts he is D's nuts. yeah 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 exactly right um and i was on coming back from i think adelaide at one time in the in the 12 seater van with the picture of the end boys and you know a bit unhappy with some certain things but um, still a lot of love for what I was doing, but I got a call to say, "Hey, do you want to uh, come play some shows with with this band? Have you heard it?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't." He goes, "So you were there from the get go?" Yeah, or? first show. Whoa, yeah. fuck. Because yeah. I feel like that'd be a bit of a uh, a revolving door, like a confession. Like yeah, a, there was. Know, like, yeah, yeah. So, but you were there from the get go. Yeah, I sort of was. Um, yeah, I certainly was. Yeah, I played the first show. I think it was at like uh, Camberwell All Ages or something. Oh, Civic Center. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. the camp. I used to see like the Redshaw play there. <laughs> yeah, and shit, yeah. I remember. Wild. I remember like kick. Oh, yeah, kicking a footy out the front there with the Redshaw boys once. Even oh, though I don't wow. think any of them can kick a footy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> too busy uh, worrying about the riffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Counting how many strings they've got. You know. Yeah, they're not like. I don't think they're Geelong fans. Like say, like people like Choppers and stuff. Who yeah, are, like, yeah, mad yeah. Into the yeah, cap yeah. Still, yeah. And nah, it's, like, nah. Um, it's weird when metal mixes with footy that uh, that much like when it's like i love this but yeah. i also love my that's cats. me man like i'm a richmond tiger you know oh, like yeah really? yeah 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 it's strange you know you know, say that to some people and they you know you can see them like you know just recoil in yeah fear. yeah yeah it's like i like football too and i'll stand by it so uh kind of ticks um it's <laughs> <laughs> a good time yeah, for you yeah, man have yeah. you been a tiger supporter for a long time yeah 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 Fuck, since man. i was i remember when i chose you know uh, my dad was Carlton Blues and you know he you know, had all the blues kit on when I was a kid and he goes um, I just I think I, I was six or five and I came home from school and I was like what's a Carlton Blue dad and he's like 
you know, a blue boy. I said, but there's tigers on the list. I, this yeah. is like, like lions. I'm like, and I went with tigers. So. The blues had that mascot for a while. He looked like a superhero. He had like a kind of fin on his head or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, pretty sure. Yeah, and they, yeah, I've seen some. It's like a blue boy. Come on, you know, there's tigers, man. I'm going with that. That's more metal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so back, so we're to, back to yeah, JJ. yeah, back to JJ, yeah, uh, can't take, um, yeah, we, um, he gave me the call and I said, yeah, you know, I, I, I listened to it. It sounded like fun. It's definitely not what I was listening to, um, at the time. It was what like, was the, what, what was like the single tracks back then? Like rep your hood, rep your that? hood. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, some questionable, uh, what was one, um, uh, a lyric that, oh, what was it? I think it was like dudes love pussy. Bitches Love Dick was one of the lyrics. Yeah, and yeah. I remember, like, uh, this is a good one on stage through Europe going, um, and yeah, there's young folk there, you know, like, yeah. and I was, I'd go, Dudes Love Pussy, inappropriate. Dun, dun. <laughs> and I'd just do it often enough that Jay would just look at me and just roll his eyes. I'm like, It is, it's inappropriate. This is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, he always did he that line of going from prom queen to then doing like this drinking 40s out of like a paper bag. Kind yeah. Of, it became very. Well, he was always into rap. Like, yeah. he, we'd be in, in the van, and it, it that's his, I know from his past, he was like punk, early hardcore, and, uh, and rap like Those so things always really went yeah, together didn't they it's yeah like, yeah have you seen that meme it's like two people shaking hands it's like hating the cops and it's like <laughs> punks and like rap dudes oh yeah it's like yeah it's arm like, in arms um yeah. so yeah he i think he just did it because he liked both styles and thought he'd give it a crack and um uh it seemed to work you know like kids loved it in australia and big heavy dudes in europe loved it you know so right. um yeah was, europe was and America, I guess, just it was a strange, strange to see the different crowds through, uh, um, you know, Australia and the rest of the world. When so. you say young kids in Australia, that's something that I think, because that's shaped my upbringing, is the scene yeah. that was kind of formed around like Geelong, Bendigo, Melbourne, Campbellwell Civic Centre, yeah, yeah. Bendigo Fire Station, all ages shows. Like yeah, all of these yeah. things were my kind of education in the music scene and the music world. And a lot of that came from hardcore and i guess metalcore and that bled in so you had this like sense of mateship and a sense of camaraderie and like mm. you know like you said you're, you're you're strapping young dad ddt like yeah yeah having that um moniker or having that kind of acronym attached to your name with your kind of brotherhood it's something yeah. that i find really strange that didn't cross over into metal as much as it should yeah have. yeah to me it's like yeah the dtd thing is like uh back then it was just a for me, it stood for like, yeah, mates, obviously, but yeah. you could also, if you're in a town, uh, if you went to Brisbane and there was another lad like that, you just know that you'd be able to have a few beers with them and they're not going to turn into a pelican, you know what I mean? So, and you've got similar, you just know, you know, and that's what yeah. I liked about it. It definitely went crazy when, you know, got put on uh, albums and stuff like that, that the whole world, you know, yeah, every D's Nuts fan went that you know would claim not claiming that's a ridiculous word but you know associating themselves but then i think jay's embraced that you know yeah. and, he, and i and i don't speak to jojo too much anymore i went and caught them uh play the other week and said good day but um i think he, he must be okay with that you know and, yeah. and good on him you know he's it's if it, it's a i don't know if, if it's such a positive thing in a way but it, you know any network and anything that brings people together i guess that's better than being uh alone at times if you're struggling or whatever it may be so i think that that's i think tapping into uh before we were talking about the only thing i can think about in metal would be like the turbo ugand yeah like, true true that's this weird thing where like if you're into turbo negro you yeah. just go anywhere and wear that jacket and someone will be like hey, yeah yeah like, whereas if you it's funny you see you're doing the metal shirt you're 
you're like on you're, the def- yeah. yeah you look at his shirt and and you go oh you know geez well i've got my bloody bonds t-shirt on today i, I should have you know like but it's funny you say that go, though i thought you're gonna go the other way when yeah. you see a dude in a metal shirt and you're like oh i bet he doesn't even know like, oh, yeah yeah what's your, even- yeah, what's your three favorite yeah what's your three favorite songs off which album you know uh it's funny you say that though i was at work the other day on a Saturday when no one was there and I get to use the stereo as loud as I want and I had uh, the new Nile record on and um, a guy came through who was a computer computer dude. He walked through the factory, um, you know, like a subcontractor I'd never seen before and he had camos on, you know, and a shirt and hair down to his, you know, backside yeah. and he just like looked over and we didn't say a word and we just nodded to each other. It's like, we, you know, Brutal. and I'm like, that is, you know, better than any shirt wearing. I'm like, it felt, made me feel so good, you Pe- know? People like- who do IT, that's a huge metal <laughs> nerd. I'm looking at you, Ava, cybersecurity, mate. Like, metal, metal people love fucking computers and shit. Yeah, they yeah. I love it. Yeah, oh, I yeah, love it. Yeah. Look at yeah. all these fucking Networks, setup, yeah, man. yeah. You know your... Oh geez, I can't think of a cable, but yeah, yeah, something to do with a network. Cat six. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Is that, isn't that what it is? Mika, yeah. Mika, yeah. if that's not right, you probably yeah. run them through houses all the time, mate. You tell me if that's wrong. I'm um, just shouting out to all my mates. Yeah, What's yeah, up? plug some business. This yeah, feels yeah. like I'm in a fucking, I'm in D's nuts right yeah. now. We're my fun. boys and girls drinking um, waters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got li- uh, lemon in mine. So. Mine's in a skull cup. That so is pretty. So mine's mine's black, blue. matte yeah. black. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one can see this. Yeah. <laughs> we're, pa- we're painting a picture I'll take yeah. a photo at the end of this we'll put it online people can be like oh yeah that's the zone so um, D's nuts so yes. yeah through DN um, uh, I did a lot of tours uh, through Europe and America well I did one in America and the America was my final straw because it was like I was you know it was a party man and, and that JJ knew knew why I was in it um, for A partying B as a travel tool yeah. so we sort of you know knew we were sort of out there you know i we we did a lot of stuff and and I don't regret any of it. I you know I wouldn't change a single thing. Um, bunch of fun, but that American tour sort of um, our driver who was supposed to be the, like the driver of the whole tour. He um, three days before the um, start of the tour, his first blood who was on the the run of shows cool. um, lost their drummer. Like he had to pull out for some reason. So our driver was suddenly the drummer of first blood. <laughs> so he's more tired than us. Cause he's playing for first, you know, first yeah. blood. So it, and he was sleepy behind the wheel. Um, and I just remembered like going, man, I'm, it's like, I felt like I was risking my life for a party band and I wasn't creative in the band. Um, musically, I was just sort of playing along. Mm-hmm. Was, um, so I just thought, nah, now it's I'm tapping to out. Now a bit of like a hazard. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, no, nah, uh, I don't want to do this. So yeah, I got out of the band um, and then sort of took some time off, you know, not music, but just the touring side of things and playing. Um, I wrote a black metal album and recorded that. Uh, what? That was, yeah, Who yeah. What's that? Uh, it's called Sylvan Ore, and the album's called um, Offering, and that's out on Rob's label, um, Rob Allen, who was on here. Yeah, Natural World Records. So that was like a, um, yeah, it's pretty. I did did everything on that, and got Adrian Horseman in from uh, In Trenches to and Prom Prom Queen. I think yeah. he was in for a bit. Okay. Um, he did drums on that, so that was like you know really. Uh, cathartic cathartic sort of you know i wrote everything i hadn't done that in a long time so 
Um, and it was something that you wanted to do for your vision. For yeah, your, yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, even with Galaxy and this, I, I didn't set out to go, oh, I'm going to do an album. I just started writing by what I was inspired by. Next thing you know, I've got a material, album's worth length yeah, of Ta- material. Tell so. me about the black metal that inspired this thing. Like, I obviously haven't, I didn't yeah. know it existed until two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go track that down after this podcast. But yeah, yeah. What, what were you listening to black metal-wise? Because that's a, that's a, in this day and age now, black metal's kind of spanned... It's got so many subgenres now. Like, yeah, not yeah. really into the racist ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> was it's it an a itch- racist. <laughs> part of album, well, there's there's, geez, um, this was 2015, so I can tell by some of the m- music that I was playing, I was I was right into like the Ukrainian stuff. There's a bunch of stuff from Ukraine that I was listening to, um, some of the Russian stuff, but that's that's where it starts getting a bit sketchy. <laughs> But, um, look, I don't align with you st- that. Yeah, you yeah, start yeah. adding a bit of NS to your BM. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Chuck it in there, why not? Yeah, I've got a song about, you know, the first Australian. So, I think I'm doing all right. In <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm okay. But I, it's where I sort of, you know, I was a bit lost there, um, listening to a bunch of different stuff, uh, black metal-wise. Just trying to find inspiration again? Yeah, or? no, more so like struggling with connection like um to where i'm from i was really envious of the first australians and their connection to land and you know um um to country sorry and and i sort of felt like i was you know a visitor and um i just didn't have like a strong sort of sense of connection and through music i i sort of you know uh how do you say like i don't know i felt like i got a backbone you know through finding um uh you know links to ancestry that are beyond just what i can you know touch so it's very it's funny it's very similar to to, to rob Allen, rob yeah you know, well like, rob was an integral part yeah. i guess you know i used to go visit him and you know we go on big walks and and you know sort of he the way he seemed quite connected to to where he was it's like he was, you know, quite connected to land and, There's, and yeah, stuff I, like that. I was so. very, there was a feeling of like almost envy or like a loss or a jealousy when he was talking about that. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't think I have that. Yeah. I don't well, think I've really wanted to like de- dig into my roots. Well, or it's dig there, in, you know, you know yeah. like, and it's, it's, it doesn't go anywhere. And it's funny, like I really connected to a, a long line of lineage and, and it gave me strength, especially through, um, you know, uh, trying for a... a you know, having a wee one and, yeah. and even like I had some special things written that I kept on me during the birth and yeah, some stuff that really I took inspiration on. One of the songs called King's Folk is about lineage and on that Sylvan Ore record that yeah, um, cool. sort of gave me a bit of a connection, you know, to, to who I am and gave me a backbone sort of thing. So pretty deep stuff, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> awesome, man. I feel like how many, we're, we're not even 20 minutes into this podcast and I'm like, I'm hitting the pay dirt yeah. already. Usually got to fucking scratch for about an hour to get this stuff. <laughs> So, so yeah, through fantastic. through Sylvan Ore, that was never going to be a live, a live thing. Um, you know, I, I listen to the songs now and I still enjoy them. So that's that's a good sign. I think it's it's pretty riff focused uh, black metal. Um, you know, a lot of dynamics and um, it's not, you know, it's it's not like an atmospheric record, but it's got atmosphere if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I call that like fourth dimensional music. Yeah, right. Like, I'm all for music. Yeah. I love it, but yeah. the ones that really click with me is where, like, I don't know, there's something that you can't. It's almost intangible. Yeah, and I yeah. think it is what you're kind of talking about. Yeah, there. definitely. Like that, yeah, that atmosphere. That yeah, kind of yeah. It's to me, it's like recordings are like lively. Like they need it needs to sound lively, and and when it sounds, 
and I don't know how you explain that if that's passion if that's the way it's recorded if it's, it's capturing that energy I think is important and and when I listen to those songs even though I record everything by the drums on my by myself you know and I'm sitting in a sweaty room there's still something there you know it's not like you know what I mean like, yeah it's um, not that super clean yeah yeah but that, like American style production it's kind yeah, of crept in yeah, the metal that's yeah. very like everything's feels triggered everything feels yeah it's you like know, you can and paste it and separate every instrument mm. you know and it sounds uh it works for some things don't get me wrong but um yeah for this project it, it still sounds like it's a band you i know? think Even black metal always needs to have that kind of a bit of grain on it you yeah know, it needs to have, it's, if it sounds clean it sounds weird yeah yeah you know? definitely yeah so um then silver Ore, i i played in circling sea for a little bit um uh, more rehearsals than shows um and was well i played one show um but i was in the band for a long time um sort of rob had written most or everything yeah. and um we we're just jamming as a band before the the recording and i was in the studio with those guys and um i played one show and this was leading up to having our daughter uh winter um and i just didn't know what was going to happen in the future for me as in i don't know what, else, what it's like to be a dad I didn't want to commit too hard to to that band who I adore, um, so I played this one show and 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 I just didn't I didn't you know feel it didn't feel right that I, it's like I was like an empty promise you know, mm. um, so, geez I, I love that record and I love being a part of it in a small way you know. Um, so you were re- rehearsing the songs that would be on that the Harkin Harkin yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Fuck, so that is powerful shit yeah yeah so. The other night when we were watching them, yeah. it was like I I air guitar like a dork because I know where the you know like I know where some parts are and I'm like oh god reel it in mate you know see it's so <laughs> funny that I didn't know there was that connection I knew you guys would have been mates but I didn't know you were in the band but that yeah. was something that so like my mental image of Stu Callanan is yeah. you just like smiling like a goon watching <laughs> yeah. that band like yeah, and, yeah. but every time yeah. I go to shows you're always that guy and that's yeah. what I really respect about yeah, you is that is, you're yeah. always like at the front watching the band opening up like so many people want to just fucking hide away or smoke ciggies or like hang at the bar yeah, and, like, yeah. but you're always like right there yeah and, well just, hey no one's gonna fuck with you because you're, <laughs> you're a big looking dude but but like I just love and you know you're always there smiling you know hey what's going on and it's yeah, like, yeah yeah that's, yeah cool, and then i'm man. like because i that's like to do that too you know like, yeah I definitely i don't yeah. want to be the only fucking guy standing at the front to watch like you know <laughs> smiling to your mates riffs you know yeah. or like even yeah but you know. that's like there's something really magical about that yeah you know? like just and then and it i know it makes the band happy because like mm. when you're in the band you're opening up it's like nine o'clock some people are there like have a couple of mates standing at the front like yeah, it must yeah. make you feel so much and better it's awesome when it's not you're not just there for support you know when you love your mates band's music it's like um it's the perfect you know it's the perfect scenario yeah, you know? you're just wondering like, why the fuck no one else is standing. yeah yeah you're like come on come down you're like noogie everyone <laughs> you bring them down to the front um we'll have to start doing that yeah, we'll have to start <laughs> yeah, grabbing yeah, dudes yeah yeah um so yeah so then after encircling sea um yeah it was like one last holiday my wife and i had um uh before having our daughter mm-hmm. and i just where'd thought, you go what'd you do um geez it was a cottage in the hills somewhere she'd oh. she'd remember yeah tara would no i can't actually quite remember but it was beautiful um and it's funny uh i said babe is it cool if i just take my guitar upstairs um a handful of beers and um and just write some music and I, I had this feeling it's like this is the last bit of music i'll ever get to write you know um 
which is because I didn't know how my life was going to go as a dad, and it's yeah. it's totally not like I thought. It's yeah, you know, here I am on a Could afternoon you, just having a yarn with you. I like it's not, I'm say, not tied down at all. Give and, us a bit of an insight to that before we jump back to yeah, recording that. What, yeah. I, what I assume is about to be Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're just gonna get blue balls for our listeners <laughs> a little bit more. Like, get to the, the lucky. Get, get to the Galaxy <laughs> shit. No, no, no. Because. Like, you know, you're, you are a dad and, yeah. you know, you're married and it seems very lovely. Like, yeah, you know, like certainly. tell us about what that is like to kind of be a married dad, but still playing guitar. Like, uh, uh, you know, what did you think you were, you think you, you were never going to be able to play guitar again? Like, yeah, not the, so the guitar thing. I just think when you're unsure of, you know, it, what history tells you, what people tell you is like, you know, no sleep, um, you know, no time to yourself, all this, you know bullcrap really you know like it's it fortunately we've had a, a little one that sleeps 10 hours we we're well rested you know we use a calendar now that's the only difference is that uh tara she she uses does her things generally of a morning or brunches and stuff and i do stuff at night and go to shows or rehearse or play guitar you know like so there's no real you know and you've got an extra mate you know hanging out with you who likes your music like she she likes she knows the cover of the record and she goes this is your music dad i'm like well played mate you know yeah so it's wow. it's it's how old is she just gone three yeah wow yeah. that's sick she's a little chatterbox um yeah she it's it's nothing uh negative in the in a sense of time or um pressure or you know um if anything you value everything more in other words yeah, yeah. so your time now has time this- is in time's a tough one like you know hitting a jam uh, rehearsing on a you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and up at 5.30 for work. And I, you know, there's like, yeah, after work is different. I finish at 2.30, I'm at shops, then childcare, then feed, and, you know, not with my breasts, but, uh, uh, you know, cook, <laughs> cook, bath, you know, and have it all ready to go for when Tara gets home. Um, and then I shoot off to rehearsal. So, you know, there's more responsibilities, clearly, but, uh, um, yeah, not not a hindrance, you know, in any way, I'd say. So it also makes me, uh, you know, I think maybe some other people listening as well will be envious of that relationship. It sounds like you guys have got it tied down. There's a lot of communication. There's yeah, a calendar. You yeah. know, you've got goals that you've both got, but then you've also got the greater good of yeah, winter. one small human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, look, it's we've got one. You know, one's I think easier to handle currently. So, and she's a good egg. You know, there's there's a lot of um. Yeah, what if you got a little piece? I've of seen shit? some rat bags, and you just go, oh, geez, you know, what would you do there? What's um, what's winter like with the iPad? Like, doesn't no, she doesn't yeah. have one. Yeah, she's not not one of those. Yeah, so because like when when the parents have like the kickstand iPad that like comes out at you know brunches or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Oh man, like we went. Uh, <laughs> My ex and I went to a nice restaurant a little while ago and um, yeah. like a, a beautiful restaurant out in the country. And it was like, yeah. we got sat next to these pa- parents that then sat the iPad down. I'm having to listen to Peppa Pig yeah. while yeah. getting my digger station. It's yeah, like, what yeah. the Come fuck, on, man. dude? Yeah, like, reel it in. Yeah. I'm paying like 200 bucks for this meal. Like, <laughs> shouldn't have yeah. to fucking hear Peppa Pig. And you're eating pork as well. Like, <laughs> go show the kid, you know. <laughs> That's Peppa. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, vegans. Yeah, I'm vegan, so it's all right. You know, like, <laughs> hey, did I tell you that I'm vegan? You know, I'm one of those vegan. You know, well, hey, we, it knows took now. me more than five minutes. You know, I, I like, didn't write yeah, down vegan yeah, on my yeah, show notes. Yeah, so yeah. I have to it's tackle important. That yeah, what food I put in my mouth. <laughs> all right, so you've got shit. beers, you've got a guitar upstairs in yeah. a lovely getaway somewhere. Yeah, yeah. What came out? So I, I, I listened. I remember walking the streets of Melbourne. Um, sounds like it's like New York or something. No, it's just like, but you know, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. This is worldwide. Uh, streets of Melbourne. 
Um, and I was listening to the new Dark Throne, well, then Dark Throne record, that Arctic Thunder. And it's got a lot of just rad sections in it that I was like, geez, it'd be fun to do something like this, like a Kill 'em All, you know, inspired kind of thing. So, mm, yeah, I was um, listening to SM this morning oh, after, yeah, right. after Galaxy because I was yeah, like, okay. I want that, I want that energy. Yeah, you know, I yeah. Want that. yeah, yeah. So, um, I was gonna sort of try and do something like they had done, like I wrote. Um, so like a black, black in sort of, you know, kill them all vibe. So pretty much ripping off that. That's what inspired me. So I thought I'd write as much music as I could in two days. So, and see what came of it. And most, most, well, everything, I took everything from that. I wrote seven songs and I ended up finding that the black metal stuff came quite easily because I'd just done Silver Noir. Um, so then I, stripped the black metal stuff and found it more challenging to do you know a riffage based thing yeah. so um yeah wrote most of that record the lost from the start in 48 hours on really yeah yeah 100 percent. took it home pulled it pulled it apart a bit added a couple of extra things to create the song say but yeah my phone was filled with with just this music on a crappy acoustic guitar and you know, slowly getting less, uh, you know, sharp as I'd go, but <laughs> it's uh, all the ideas got captured there. And that's what happens when I write it. I, I just, it's accidental almost. It's, although I did sit down to write music and it may not have worked, you know, I may have just yeah. gone back down and, and helped Tara with some food or something, but <laughs> well, that's what she made a beautiful roast, you know, and, and, we'll, <laughs> and the lights went out that night too. So lucky it was an acoustic. Yeah. Strange. Anyway. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Some, some there was, yeah. There I just like drew in this energy that just surged. Yeah. The whole fucking yeah. House. I reckon, man. Yeah. Some, ride the lightning, you know, oh, it was like inspiration. There, there were yeah. riffs. There were some fucking riffs in that album, man. Like uh, it is yeah. so good. Yeah. I, I'm pretty stoked still when I listen to it and, you know, I hopefully I look back on it like I do Silver Noir that I still enjoy it and I've got a feeling I, I will, you know. Um, so, yeah, then um, the Galaxy story just sort of continued on. I ended up writing a bunch of lyrics myself. Um, and what were they, what were the, like, you know, um, on Metal Archives, how it has yeah. lyrical themes on the metal bands? I yeah. always love reading that. It was like, yeah. death, war, yeah. famine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what were your lyrical themes oh, that you man, were kind it of was, pumping in? It was, it was, <laughs> I'm glad this didn't happen. Uh, it was going to be called, uh, what was it? What was it? Mass Decay was going to be the name of the band. Is that chewing? Yeah, that's it's mass, com- is it no, no, no. But it's supposed to be Mass Decay, like oh, Mass yeah, Decay. But it does sound like yeah, it does sound like Mass Decay. And I, someone told me not to that. And then it sounds like something else, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a Hillary Swank. Um, but um, <laughs> but we moved we moved on from that. The the theory of the music was uh, sorry. The lyrics was like all viking based you know it was Sick. like and it was like historically um uh correct um i would like research and learn a bunch which was good which was great and the lyrics were i think killer but then i went to sing them and like i did it in a, like an aggressive voice you know um like silver or bit more sort of thrashy i guess and it just sounded shocking like because oh, no. the music's rather melodic yeah um and i just went it's clean nah. like yeah it's- yeah it's smooth running you know it's sort of not too jolty and i'm like nah this can't this can't have uh, aggressive vocals on it and it needs a singer and i don't know any singers you know my wife and i did a there's another album we did uh uh we I'll just get back to... Oh, no, Yeah, please. I'll chat. Yeah, um, Listeners, if this is not how you like <laughs> podcasts going, you're obviously listening to the wrong podcast because they all are like this. <laughs> it's not going to change. So continue. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ta- so Tara's a musician as well. Yeah, she sings. Yeah, we, we did an album. Uh, the band was called Marigold. We is called Marigold. 
and the record's called Monolith. Um, wow. And that's, uh, we, we did a bunch of live shows, um, singer-songwriter, acoustic stuff. Um, and uh, then we recorded this album um, that Joel mastered um, from Black Lodge. Um, Rob Allen helped with the art. Um, and yeah, it was like a full affair of friends, you know. Oh man, that sounds um, lovely. And instead of recording like a, a guitar and a vocal, which just wasn't inspiring for me to do, I recorded a, um, well, we did like a atmospheric sort of poppy thing that sort of as it starts, it gets darker and dark, darker. And um, yeah, it's, it's a cool little uh, uh, record with, with you know, I don't have all the, you know, the modern pro sound you know samples and stuff and i don't really know what i'm doing in that but i you know things like um hitting a you know a weird drum and then dropping it in tune and putting distortion over it to create you know it was like heaps of fun like Like a sense of ambience yeah yeah like recording yeah yeah so this one's quite yeah atmospheric so what i was saying i don't know many singers except my wife but um i didn't think that uh you know Sorry, Tara, but you'd suit the Galaxy record so much. I've got like some spandex pants, you <laughs> yeah. know, and like a, I, I, could, I could picture something, you know. Just me in them. Yeah, you can picture me in them. I could yeah. picture you with some spandex yeah. pants, man. Yeah, uh, for sure. Tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with like, you know, the lace where it like comes up like the little V-stitch. You know? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, could yeah. one of those, man, yeah. for sure. On my head. Yeah. <laughs> it gets wild enough. Yeah. <laughs> On the floor, you know. Um, so, yeah, then through um, Darren Cherry, who signed Picture the End to Stomp Records, he was in the uh, King Fate, um, you know, he sort of tribute band. band. Yeah. And um, I knew there was a singer in that band, obviously. I don't know who that dude was. And I, I just hit up Darren. I said, hey, do you know if I found out his name was Phil? Um, would be interested in hearing uh, these these demos, and um, already actually yeah before that Joel had already drummed on the on on the album, so uh, I hit Joel up um, almost as soon as I'd finished. I knew that I love Joel's playing from since I was twenty, you know. So um, getting him to to play, um, I gave him creative freedom. I had some real basic um, you know drum drum you know half time here doubles here some of the tracks i don't think he's even used them as reference he just went ahead and did his thing and everything he did was you know as you can hear um absolutely horrible uh, <laughs> he just nailed it you can tell by the sound and it was a beautiful ex- recording experience for me um he was the in the control room well he was in the live room playing drums hitting control yeah. you know hitting record and he stuff he mentioned that in his episode oh, yeah, didn't he? I yeah, think yeah, putting I think like the computer right next to yeah, the yeah yeah and i'm yeah. sitting in there thumbs up you know i felt like such a bob rock you know like do it again um and it wasn't like that at all but we just you know it was a really cool experience i just remember sitting there going this is absolute you know this is what i love about music you know um just creating like that's where my passion lies um yeah creating and recording so yeah with joel um we uh, had a whole you know recording for Phil to listen to um, I sent him an email within a week he had a half of dreaming out recorded sent back to me and we just went yep you're the you're in you're doing it um, so you hadn't even met him at this haven't point? met him no Fuck. and then he goes um, well we should hang out right um, <laughs> so I went around to his place um, just like, you know, I want to see is two strange, like two strangers never met. Um, we've probably been in the same room, you know, a hundred times. Yeah. Um, and 
I turn up with uh, with some beers. Um, we thought we'd just hang out for a little bit. End up being like eight hours, and I was like, you know, we end up singing Eagles songs. He was over my shoulder doing. I was doing harmonies. I can't sing, and it was just like, you know, the perfect. Per- it's like the best part of it is a new friend, you know. Yeah. Like, and we knew from that moment, we really clicked and connected. And um, so Phil ended up uh, writing all the lyrics and all the melodies, and he had complete control. You know, I oh, wanted. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I, like. I, you know, as much as it, people say it's my baby or whatever, um, it's, you know, it's not, you know, it, it's, it's, it's Joel's, it's Phil's, you know, um, I, I came with the music, I guess, um, and they added to it, you know, I, I believe Phil made these riffs and bits of, bits of, you know, material, he turned them into songs, you know, mm. that's how I hear it, like, mm. uh, he, he made them the songs and, and, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the credit to him and his, his his abilities, you know. So how did it go from Master K to Galaxy? Was it, was Galaxy decided before Phil was on board? No, no. So came... he chose the whole sort of direction and um yeah, oh. it was going to be we we decided on calling the band Traveler. Um uh, and there's another band in a similar or similar genre that is called Traveler and they just at the time had a crappy demo out. Now like their record is going bananas. So happy we didn't run with traveler they had it with uh one l though and i'm like who does that you know i think it's two l's i don't know maybe they're euros i'm not sure but um it was going to be traveler so there was a theme of like journey uh yeah but then one of my one of my mates i think it was matt roberts a good mate of mine he or rowan i don't know someone brought up like a how do i say it you know on a bus as a teen going to school a traveler you know what I'm picking up when I'm putting them down? Nah, you get, now I've got to explain. Having a stiffy on the bus, mate. <laughs> that's so, called a traveller. You haven't I mean, heard that before, yeah. A traveller yeah. is a beer you take in the Uber. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's what I thought of. And I had no issues with it until one of these bloody dirty rotten scoundrels tell me that it's about having a boner on a bus. So, um, And it's always a bus. I don't know why it's a bus. So Because it's the vibration. It could be yeah, a train yeah. too. I feel like sometimes a train, on the train yeah. you might get a bit... You and know. back then you probably wore silky boxes, you know, that... You know the silky ones? That, yeah, with like Cartman on it or yeah, something, you know? Yeah, I think I had golf clubs on mine and they were maroon. Um, thanks, uncle, thanks, Santa. You know? <laughs> yeah, but my uncle got me a pair of Cartman ones when I was like super young and yeah. shouldn't be watching South Park, but he was a great influence on me. And uh, he bought me a pair that was so oversized, I used to wear them with like a safety pin in the back to like, so they would fit. <laughs> like a diaper, you know? Yeah, like a diaper, but I would never wear them to like school. That was like, that was like pajama, oh, like, pajama Yeah, shorts, okay, yeah. You know? So you wouldn't have been on a bus. Yeah. Nah, anyway. and if I was, it would have been fucking deadly. <laughs> That's a recipe for disaster. I know, mate. right? Jeez. Oh, shit. Um, all pants, right. Pants weren't tight back then either. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, I know, you had yeah. nothing. To, There's yeah, nothing, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Talking about dicks on a Sunday, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, so he, so who came up with, so f- for starters, you said Traveller. Traveller, I was yeah. listening to Metallica earlier today. Wherever mm-hmm. I may roam, they've got Nomad, Vagabond, Wanderer, yeah. what, Call Me What You Will. Yeah, So maybe yeah. there's like three of those bands. They could all play together. Yeah. <laughs> and just like sleep in the van. Yeah, yeah, done. <laughs> Where they lay their heads home, you know? So, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so Galaxy, so, who came up? Was there a list? I think, yeah, yeah, there was a list. And I think I brought that I, I did bring that to the table um and yeah it was just i don't know it I, it's it wasn't taken i guess in the mm. on the archives you know there was a label called that um and i was kind of surprised you know i think there was a band uh, from the czech republic called galaxy ie um uh 
friend of mine, Andy, he um, showed me their record, which is cool. Um, but yeah, so we just ran with that and uh, Phil wanted the title Lost from the Start, which is a, a track on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he uh, had a good friend, has a good friend who's an artist who do, usually does portraits, who who painted the artwork and we're just like, come Shit. on, you know. Like, so there's, like that, there's an original of that somewhere. Yeah, it's on Phil's wall. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing that shit, Oh, man, man it's, it's so cool. And if you look in the, on the art in the bottom left corner, there's, a, you know, some humans around a fire. Like that's... I've never noticed yeah, that Yeah, yeah. So there's a little fire down there with some humans around it. And, you know, the sense of travel is, is a big part of this band. And um, if it's in, internally or, you know, the actual... In its sense, it's... And I think that's we're going to continue that thread as we go along. So fuck yeah, man! Yeah, that's yeah. great. I've got, I had nothing to do with pretty much all of that, but this is Phil's Phil's vision, I guess, and he's he's a clever cat. So. Well, yeah, there'll be a podcast with Phil coming soon. Enough. Yeah, I've, cool. I've run into him a couple of times. I met yeah. him at the Black Lodge the other night, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Phil." I'm like, "I've met you before, but that don't don't feel bad about that." It's you know those things where you get at a merch desk or you're floating around. I'm like, "Yeah, oh, yeah. that's the fucking guy. That's the dude. Yeah, he's yeah. Got, he's, he looks exactly the way I thought he would." <laughs> You'd hope so, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that must have been. Was that a worry for you? when you're like he can, he's got the pipes but does yeah, he have the yeah true his emails yeah his ha- email skills are great uh, and the you know and I went to his house and uh, yeah I was I was quite surprised yeah um, uh, it was very imp- no not at all it wasn't important at all yeah he could look like me and I'd be happy with that you know <laughs> <laughs> we've already got you in the band though mate you mix up the looks you know for the, yeah. for the boy band posters and, and <laughs> the the TV band, hits yeah. you know yeah yeah TV hits yeah Fuck, so that's amazing. I feel like we've covered Galaxy. You yeah. guys, you've only played a handful of shows so far. I missed that one of the Benny Just guys. one, yeah, the, the, one show. Yeah, one we're show. supposed to play another, but that got cancelled because yeah. of the venue. So it feels like... Oh, um, shit, so feels one like we, show. Yeah, yeah, we played a lot lot of rehearsals for one gig, really. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's you know, yeah, it's it's a tough one, really, but you just do what you do, you know? Hey, man, yeah. 2020's looking bright. There's plenty, plenty we'll, of time we'll for We'll make gigs. a music video. We'll yeah, fucking, yeah, We'll yeah, do yeah. some shit. It's going to be great. So Hard like. Out. Hard out. Fuck, awesome. So that's cool. Look, we've done all this. We've we've gone a fair way in and we're going to do the usual start bit first, I guess. Because cool. I want to tap cool. into your origins a little bit. And I awesome. I want to find out, you know, I've written, you know, like the, the love letter that you've written to this style of music mm-hmm. for Galaxy. And I was wondering what those kind of things were. But I guess, does that come from your youth or does that come from, we kind of talked about it, like yeah. that kind of, that dark throny. I'd say youth for sure. Um, I can go right back to day dot if you want to hear Let's go. It. Yeah. Um, early memories of my, my dad or my parents' record collection. Um, there wasn't much in there that really, really got me, but Deep Purple um, and hearing Deep Purple record and then hearing the, the Highway Star was the first time I ever banged my head. I didn't know how to do it. It just made me do it, you know. I remember feel, that feeling of what is this and it just woke me up, you know. So that that sort of like really drove me early on um, to find more and I remember going to Vermont South Library and um, uh, hiring Ride the Lightning and Paranoid. Whoa, yeah, fuck. on CD uh, and um, chucking them in. I remember lying down listening to the start of Fade to Black and... Uh, better than any any drug that's out there whatever i'll never forget that feeling of of hearing that intro of fade to black um and and obviously the rest of the record and and paranoid too so they they sort of shaped me into which direction i was going and and um at school in high school well before that with guitar um um, so did you have like lessons or did you no nah, like- this is this is like this is if I ever got asked this question like my whole life has been leading to this moment because it's such a yes. lame but I feel cool thing that um, 
a dude called Mark Harry, he had a guitar. This is in my in primary school. He had a guitar at his home and he could play he could play guitar. And I was like, Well, I don't know anything about this. Like he, he showed me once and I got a real interest in it. So, you know the old Stedler rulers, you know, the wooden rulers? Yeah. I drew six strings on there with fret markings and he would teach me at like he would teach me how to play what? Yeah, songs I knew, like uh Nirvana songs or whatever. Um, one was La 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 Bumba, you know. Uh, yeah, no, and I was learning these songs on a ruler, where to put my fingers, and I'd go to his house after school and go and play the songs the that ruler. I'd learned from the ruler. Yeah, on his like <sighs> cheap strat. Yeah, and then like mum would come to pick me up, and Mark's out of the room, his own room. He's doing other stuff, and I'm still in his room playing his guitar. You know, and uh, that was like when i i was like wow this is this is it so then then uh i loved playing drums even younger like i'd play on the ice 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 cream containers and stuff and one one time i asked for a drum kit for christmas and uh dad came home with a nylon string guitar here you go mate so that was you know like okay i'm a guitarist so that's yeah, yeah these this is uh not too loud for a little house in Vermont south um so yeah that's that's the guitar sort of side of things and i remember going in high school watching uh or listening i used to sit outside the front of a this the this the music room at, at uh lunchtime or whatever and watch like the, the band like of grunge dudes like playing songs and you know and then i sat out there enough they started inviting me in there and i just sit in there and listen to them play nirvana and uh, nirvana was like probably my first band that really opened me up to to everything so when you start thinking about like you know the names and you know what they do and you know what they play and yeah you know, you start yeah getting, like, yeah I was re- oh it. definitely yeah look i couldn't read a, i wasn't good at reading you know i'd get comics but then i got like a kurt cobain book and i read it you know that many times you know what i mean so just you've just said comics comics we'll come yeah. back to that yeah we'll okay yeah there's one strand of comic but yeah well well, well let's tap it now what was the comic Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Nothing like wildly, you know, there were Beavis and Butthead comics and I, was I thinking adored like, it, man. You're the perfect era for like Spawn, like McFarlane shit, like right. all that, like, oh man. Nah, you missed, I you just went, out, my version of comic was Beavis and Butthead and I'd still, I just bought some Beavis and Butthead DVDs the other day. I still, like, yeah, I'm still in. I didn't get deep in that stuff, so I'm sorry to let you down there. <laughs> sorry, Rory. Sorry. Still mates? Still no, mates? No, yeah, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Oh, oh, I've got some comics in the other room. I'll um, so yeah then i guess yeah um from there it sort of really really grew and i the, the metal i went way more down i wanted heavier heavier i remember seeing um uh seasons in the abyss um fuck. yeah and on buying, like rage or something yeah yeah and i just remember hearing that the main riff in that and i was like i want to do that um i remember seeing a sepultura video clip oh um, which clip was I, it i think it was like around the I think it was like maybe Refuse Resist um, or it was later. I can't actually remember, but I remember seeing a clip, but I mainly remember going to buy a Sepultura CD. I didn't know which one or what I was doing, but I went and bought a Sepultura CD and it was a rise. And I was like, I really hope that the lyrics, because I knew they were from Brazil and I'm like, I really hope the lyrics are in English. And I got home, opened up the CD and I'm like, they're in English. You know, I was yeah. like, yeah, I can lock in and, you know, hear what the song's about. I've got no idea what they're about. But uh, yeah, that Arise record, that sort of was, that would be my top three to this day. Like, I, yeah, yeah, wow. definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's like a rip, though. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know, no, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, 
I put that on and I feel like I'm a kid again, you know? Take me right back. Most people are going to go pause the podcast and just like, oh, I'm just going to listen to <laughs> Yeah. And geez, then come, yeah. Back, come back to this, it's you know? Desperate cry on, man. Like, oh, damn, that's, a, that's an album. So, yeah, I went heavier and heavier and that's all I wanted was I was ordering, like, you know, band records in Australia from from overseas and you know extreme death metal and and then coming out of that into i'm a mood like i'm a genre listener like i'll lock in for a month to three months it's oh i'm the same i didn't know yeah. that was a thing oh, but i'm yeah. totally would you, a genre listener oh definitely and i go deep 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 I, I call it the hunt and i just search for music um you know like through just channels on you know last fm or archives or whatever it may be and just you know just hunt for new old music you know find where it came from and then search the etymology of like yeah. where genres yeah, yeah i love that yeah. shit man and it, my mates hate it like they'll they'll show me oh you should check this out and i'm like oh, i'm not i'm not doing black metal right now man but i it's there for when i you know it's like yeah rowan he he can't stand when he's got this awesome album and they'll I'll always get get around I'm to rayon, it yeah, but when i'm in that you know like i it's it's unfair on some bands that I you know they're not in on my my current my current genre and listening uh, state. And I'm in the same boat where like yeah same deal like Matt Cleary or someone send me an album like mm. oh yeah and then I'll save it in Spotify. Yeah. And I keep my Spotify to recently added is the thing so like okay. all the newer shit's always at the top. Yeah, yeah. And then I just find myself skipping over it even though it's at the top because I'm like I'm not in that zone right now. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not there, but it, but it, eventually I'll come around to yeah, it and be like, like fuck I was like a year late. To this yeah, part. yeah, yeah. That's just as fun, you know. Like yeah. hearing it new, hearing it, it's always going to be fresh to your ears no matter what. You and know? especially if you've catered your kind of last couple of months of listening habits to be like, all right, now I'm finally ready yeah. for this fucking... And just sit know. in and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's great, man. Um, so well, I guess that's, 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 yeah. That's given us a lot of, you know, so do you never did lessons ever? Never, no, no. Um, Guitar-wise, never. I've never had one guitar lesson. Um uh, I was I was exposed like my, the music teacher at school. I wasn't exposed to by my music teacher at school. He exposed me to uh, lots of different music. Uh, Mr. Martinek, his name was, uh, is Martin. Um, he, you know, we did the wall start to finish as a production. Um, we played Pink Floyd, the dog, oh, dogs, the 17 minute song, you know, and we got to choose our own. I did um, Orion as my piece in, in school. Um, I was never interested in theory. It was all ear and i thought if tommy Emanuel could do it by ear um i can too so watch out tommy uh i'm coming for you mate <laughs> sting on tommy yeah. Emanuel. he's yeah, listening yeah. to being like what the fuck dude yeah. <laughs> I, I like the album yeah one's in the mail for you mate sign yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i, I never yeah I, and i i'd love to know more i'd love to be able to work out harmonies uh straight away and and rip lead straight away like cam um i don't know where to essentially put my fingers most of the time Fuck, he knows how to rip a lead uh, doesn't yeah, he he's, Fuck. i get to rehearse with him man so and then one's never the same you know he, he and it's it's lovely to listen I've, to you i've know? sat in on a little bit of cam jamming in different projects and being in the studio with joel and other bits and pieces just seeing him just work that guitar yeah i've yeah. never seen anyone well, like just it. the last jam he was like pretty much teaching me how to bend a note properly and it was and you know when he would do it, he would look at me in the eyes and pull that face. And I'm like, I'm getting the cam face, the bend note cam face, you know? I'm like, I've got to work on that. And the, you know, like... It's a lot to take in. That's yeah. A, that's a powerful force. Yeah. Oh, 
record? Yeah, I just... I still put on that Electric Dynamite record, like, all the time. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Jet Ski. Like, it's just... It's too fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It's too good. Man, it's so good. Anyway, so that's awesome. So I feel like we've covered a bit of your origins there. Yeah. You said you yeah. grew up in... Where'd you... Vermont where? South. Vermont so South. Southeast uh, Melbourne. They say it's, um, you know, the a fancy area of Melbourne. The East is always like... Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I didn't. It's pretty didn't, rough. Yeah, I thought rough. so. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the you had the streets of East Melbourne. <laughs> Man, it was like, yeah, the Dandenong boys, the the Cambo clowns, you know, turn up to parties with machetes. Yeah. I had a machete held to my face. It's like, whoa, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. At um, what age? Oh, uh, probably 16, 17, yeah. yeah. No yeah. one's ever old enough to get a machete wielded in their face before. But when you're that young, like a trolley pole at least, you know, well, like, like... I had red hair, man. Well, I still do, so I had no mm. fear. But uh, lucky it didn't get used. I called his bluff. He didn't use it. But um, they didn't come into the party anyway. So, yeah, the East wasn't as... and Yeah, it wasn't like... Uh, it's not like it is, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The mean street, like I was walking the streets of Melbourne, you know. It's like the mean streets of Vermont South. Fuck. Machete. That's wild. You would imagine that over in Sunshine or something. But like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I used to work with, used to work in like the fishing shop in, uh, hey Rudy, if you're listening to this, mate. Uh, we used to work at, at an old job together and he was telling me when he worked at this fishing shop in Sunshine, like there yeah. were gangs running around with machetes and stuff. And it's like uh, yeah. dudes getting cut on the, like in the strip yeah. mall thingy of Sunshine. It's like, that's psycho. Man. Yeah, yeah. And like the old credit card in the mouth and get it punched so they're, you know. Oh, Yeah, that, that was a thing. Like, it's not just... Uh, not just a story. Like a, not yeah. like an urban yeah, myth. Yeah, yeah, urban myth, yeah. Not, not Hollywood, yeah. That's psycho, man. Yeah, so, so, you know, you grew up on some fucking main streets. Tell me about how you then got into like Pitch of the End and that kind of, was there a hardcore scene? Like, did you get, were you playing, what were you playing before Pitch yeah, of the End? Yeah, so like, that was my first band. So Pitch of the End was my first band. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, was never in a school band or other than, you know, the, Being the, guy the forced that, ones yep. that you had to do. Um, yeah, we had to do that too. Like oh, all yeah. us. All of the Mort boys, like Matt and yeah. Tom, Bo and Dave and I, um, we all had to do like, yeah, like once we were in the band, it was like, well, now you have to like play at school assembly. And it's like, well, I'm not fucking getting up and screaming like yeah. in front of everyone. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just instrumental. Like yeah, I just yeah. sit back and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, fuck none that, of that. All boys Catholic school. <laughs> all right. fucking torn to shreds, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got nah, picked was... enough as it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What were we? What were we on about? You're then? talking about Mean Streets, Picture the End. So Picture the End. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So, so like, how did the camo shorts come in? Yeah, well, they- I I remember um, hardcore was was huge in my late teens or early twenties. Maybe like early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thirty five now, so whatever that makes. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Maths. Um, <laughs> I might be thirty six. I actually don't know. Um, doesn't matter yeah, once, yeah. once Around you have the that, 30th yeah, yeah, you just yeah. gotta remember the, just don't forget the 40th yeah you know? <laughs> um, and hardcore was huge for me um, obviously I was the metal stuff is great for for everything because <laughs> metal rules right <laughs> but hardcore provided like you know maybe some strength and, and guidance and, and loyalty and all well no I'm going more that. so like uh, the lyrics of bands you know yeah. I, I used to have lyrics of bands like hope conspiracy lyrics on my wall um even mad ball i think for like you know the unity the friendship because you know like i was a i was a rough head when i was young and 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 a lot of this a lot of this hardcore you know punk sort of stuff sort of shaped me into i believe a better person you know it 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 made me see people more equal it, it um it made me value um people and i you know more uh, and myself um yeah so that's what hardcore really gave to me I, and i went to so many shows and you know I, 
Were you ever the silhouetted person like reaching up for the mic and the big photo on the back of the shirt? Like, was there, was, <laughs> I think, I think there was once, yeah. yeah I, I reckon I, you probably made it onto I a shirt. Th- yeah, sure. I think, yeah, this big scone featured somewhere on a shirt. I've got a memory of that. In just like, um, a, like a one faded like color print. You yeah, know, with like a box, a, yeah, with some yeah. like inspirational. I think I'm, I've got a Miles Away shirt on right now. So I'm, There's I'm probably no, someone yeah, yeah. on the back of that shirt right now. <laughs> I think there is, man, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so hardcore was was great for me, and and for you know having a, you know, I was going to the metal shows and going to hardcore shows, and and they were quite separate back then. Oh, dude, um, this is something that people don't remember. Yeah, that it was yeah. a, a flash moment in time where like yeah, so we were in a metal band, the Mort, but yeah. then like if you play with hardcore bands, it's like oh no. But yeah. Then the yeah. thing that bridged that gap, especially in Geelong, was like bands like the Red Shore. Yeah, yeah. It's like dude, they're brutal. And yeah. they play like motherfuckers, but it's also like there's that there's breakdowns. They're wearing bandanas. The jeans are tighter. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh fuck! It's finally brought our worlds together. Yeah, like, the staunch yeah. metal and dude and the staunch hardcore dude can be at the same. It can show. work. Yeah, I remember going to a. Um, I remember because I used to listen to the radio um, to find out music as well. So what kind of shows? Um, I can't like it was. I remember one being Demon Night, but it it was like on you know your Triple R's and your mm. your your PBS and and Triple J. And I this is when I was living at home. I, I had a white um, side table and I had a pen, like a blue pen, that whenever I'd hear something, I'd I'd write it down. Just you know, in the night, roll over, and I used to record them on tapes. All the things we used yeah. to do, you know. And like Rage Playlist, I'm assuming would have been a big one. Yeah, like the Saturday yeah, night, a yeah. Big, like, yeah, yeah, and we, I, I remember. We, sorry, go on. Oh, I was gonna say, my brother and I wore out the Slipknot hosted Rage. Yeah, because they went all the way from the, like at the start of. I can't even remember the playlist. But I could almost remember it based on every time I fucking watched the tape. But it was yeah. like starts with Hendrix and kind of Sabbath and older stuff, and then just and then gets to heavier stuff and then plays all their stuff. And, yeah, and yeah. New metally things. It was like, dude, it was a fucking total doorway. Yeah, like, yeah, so definitely. Many, yeah, and seeing it as well is mm. so different than hearing on the radio. Like, yeah, yeah, true. Seeing, seeing, yeah, seeing yeah. it all. Yeah, so cool, right? So I used to write down these these um yeah these bands and. And one of them was uh, One King Down, and they played with, um, or maybe it was Dave Contempt. I wrote down. Either way, it was a Mind Snare, Dave Contempt, and One King Down show at Midian in. Uh, oh, there you go, Midian. I've, <laughs> I've written Mind Snare on this on my notes here because I wondered where that because I think Mind Snare has that for everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's definitely. If you want to, if you're at a party and you want to like. Like Henry Rollins does that story, you know, he has fucking lots of stories, but he does that one about like, oh, I'd solve problems in the Middle East by dropping like, you know, Black Flag. No, not Black Flag. He's in fucking Black Flag. That's a bit like, fucking yeah, egotistical. Ramones. Bad brains. No, it was yeah, Ramones. Ramones. So he's like, right. drop one album of Ramones on one side, one yeah. on the other side, and then eventually they'll get peace because they want to share Ramones. And I was like, yeah. that's a really nice story, Henry Rollins, but replace that in Melbourne with Mindset. Mindset, yeah. Because you just fucking just talk to anyone about Mindset and they're like, oh, fuck Mindset. Yeah, I know. They're just like, <laughs> Have you ever heard anyone talk dirt on them? Like, no, no, it's nah. They're just one of those infamous bands that's just like everyone's like, fuck yeah, mine's now. And it's like, yeah, fuck no. Just like picture the end, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just like Galaxy, you know? No one Uh, hates it. (laughs) Yeah, so I went to that show at Midian. Um, Mum dropped me off. She used to take me around to all the Freezer shows, uh, metal shows. And this was like the first hardcore show I've been to. I saw, like, I turned up in a Cannibal Corpse shirt. And, um, Fuck yeah, you know, it's like, uh, I think it was Gallery, Gallery Suicide shirt. I yeah. had a shirt like in that. like probably double XL. Is you that know? the one with like the butcher and all the fucking dead people behind it? Um, that, yeah. I, I, had, 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had that on a shirt yeah. one time. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Cleary and I got into the Cannibal Corpse shirts way too early. Like, yeah. how old were you at this point? You get dropped off by your mum, so I'm assuming you're under. Yeah, underage. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's not the appropriate shit to be wearing to Paco Festa, no, Matt. I, I remember having a Rotting Christ shirt when I was, I think I was 17, 16, 17. Yeah. Oh, a Rotting Christ shirt. I never had shirts on that swore, though, because my grandma, you know. You didn't have the Jesus as a cunt. No, no, none of that. I I think I had a, I had a Hellspawn shirt, which is a, a black metal band from Melbourne, Maddie Skits, and I think that had a swear word in it somewhere. But it was like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't. Uh, grandma couldn't see it. You know? I'm in the same boat, man. I got a couple of Tropical Fuckstorm T-shirts, and it's yeah, kind of okay. like, oh, ah, yeah, Gaz, what are yeah. you doing? Like, I feel bad. One of them, the letters are all jumbled up, and they're like upside down so you have to kind yeah, of okay. piece together that says fuck on the shirt quite boldly but yeah yeah it's also like yeah what if you know i can't wear this to christmas dinner you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah exactly or like yeah i just think going down an aisle at the shops and there's like a you know an old lady and an old bloke and they just go reading it you know i don't know it's not something that i've done put yeah. it in the same boat with like anyone who wore like a unit t-shirt that had like a like a ridiculously proportioned woman wearing like a bikini yeah. and then you're like why are you wearing that on a t-shirt but then what does that saying say? that yeah I've, I've, I'd like I'm sure I was a kid wearing like the mambo shirts with like a dog pooing you know like it's, it's like, like whoa pronounced butthole yeah 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 yeah. and just going to those shops going wow this is like this is some wild shit you know fuck yeah, yeah. I reckon I had one of those shirts back <laughs> yeah, in yeah, yeah. mine was probably from the Caribbean market so like a riff off yeah yeah like yeah. when you got your Damani data like your fake <laughs> and like the print on the front's always like but in black and white on, on the, the back. back. Why yeah. is it white? Like every Bob Marley shirt seems to be like that. Yeah. I got a cradle. It's cheaper just to not do it. Like just don't put it on yeah, the back. Don't like, waste I don't the need print. a double print. Yeah. I got a, uh, Doug from the archives, uh, Matt Cleary gave me back a cradle of Phil shirt. I gave to him many moons ago that right, didn't awesome. fit me anymore. Or maybe it was out of vogue. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't be ever. Cruelty in the beast, man. <laughs> Battery all right. Great. Sorry. Oh, fuck. Anyway, so I've got that still. And same deal. It's yeah. like, it's like a 15 year old t-shirt that I've had. Like it's been in mine and Matt's possession this time. And yeah. yeah back, black back Plain, print. The, you know, the, the girl yeah, the in the bath. Yeah. 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 What, what the it doesn't fuck? need to be there. The front's cool. Just yeah. leave it at that. You're mm. just highlighting that I got it from a market, you know, like <laughs> not everyone needs to know this, you know, that some dude in his yard made it, you know? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or I bought it after a show, like, and then there's a dude selling them, like, down the oh, road yeah. from the park, like, Amy yeah. Park or whatever, yeah. and he's, like, got a couple of Slayer shirts on, like, you know. Like, I remember having that to, like, friends' bands, and I'd, like, start getting, it's like, oi, you know, you'd start to change, you know, and you'd be like, oi, stop ripping off my mates, you know, like, <laughs> it's like I don't, I'm not into this now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I used to, 10 years ago, I would have bought it, man, like, like a yeah. Slayer shirt that's slightly, like, you know, the, it's, off print. yeah, yeah, like, not centered, you know. That was my actual, uh, speaking of Slayer, Slayer was my first, other than John Farnham, um, Slayer was my first show in 98 and I was 14. So that's... Fuck yeah. me, all right. Let's so when I've been saying 16, 17, I think I should have been saying earlier the whole time. So now when I you were going to the Civic Center to see a hardcore show, that would have been later though, right? Oh right. yeah, yeah, that was 20s, 20 early, or late, I don't know. Yeah, times time's a difficult one for me. It doesn't really matter. But I just, yeah, 98 Slayer, that was a Diabolus tour. Um, who, do they, who do they play with? Um, I think Cryogenic supported... And maybe that was the lo- local. I can't remember who the main support was, but I remember this um, uh, cryogenic singer fell off the stage. I thought that was pretty funny. And f- Festival Hall stage, pretty big, man. It's a big stage. Yeah, yeah. He got back up, but um, yeah. And I remember just like, it was funny because I wanted to see Metallic. We were playing, I think, like six months before that, and I really wanted to go. And uh, mum and dad said, nah, not going to that. Um, you know, that was at Rod Laver or something. Yeah. And I was pretty bummed out. Um, and then, you know, Slayer come a few months later and I'm going, they said, yes, you can go to Slayer at Festival Hall, which is, you know, 
actual dodgy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, Fuck. man, that was, yeah, that was, that was something else. But I still remember, like, we we're in the seats area and everyone jumped the fence, you know. Um, and it was just, yeah, yeah wow. Yeah, they can't stop all of us. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, right. I was probably too weird and awkward to jump the fence, so I probably stayed sitting down, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I did the same. I saw Nine Inch Nails at Festival Hall once and I was sitting and I was like, yeah. this is the shittest thing it ever. It just feels like, right. It's disrespectful. I, yeah, you know? what like, am I doing? Like, I should have fucking leapt to the fucking thing uh, as well. It's one of my pet hates. Like, even if we're in a, a show where, you know, like an intimate show, acoustic show and someone's, and we're people are sitting down, to me, it feels weird. It's like, I need to stand. It's like a respectful thing. Just yeah. me, personally. Yeah. Like, the other night, we were at uh, uh, Max Watts and there were people sitting down you know, on the sort of down at the bottom there while a band on was the step, on the yeah. step there. And I'm oh, like, man. come on, you can stand for 40 minutes. And you can you know? sit while the Sit between. Bands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like my first, my first gig was at Max Watts, High mm-hmm. Fiber, uh, was In Flames, Chimera and someone else. I can't remember. We've talked about it before on the podcast, I think. Yeah. But yeah, so like that was my first thing. And I remember like all the goth kids because it was an AA on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And all the little goth kids sitting around on the steps. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But yeah. then when the band plays, everyone jump around and get up can, yeah, yeah yeah get it done like they're doing it just we can stand you know gets to me it's like the noogie thing you know we're noogging the kids at the yeah, back bring them down the front we got to noogie them to stand them up and then bring them down you know yeah it's a great idea yeah i'm, I'm all for this I'll prep this, the is, knuckles, this yeah. is good etiquette <laughs> this is good like venue slash watching band etiquette yeah. I think hardcore taught me to be a better person by just noogieing people you yeah know? is that how you, is that how, you, how would you even spell noogie It'd have to be yeah. a G because otherwise it'd be you're going to yeah, territory. Limbisca territory. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to take off that red hat of yours, you know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've always, <laughs> always wanted one of those. I've got an Adidas jacket that I feel to me is really tapping into the John Davis oh, yeah. of my past. Look, I liked corn, man. Yeah. I definitely liked corn. I think that taps into a lot of people. They, yeah. You know, but yeah, um, yeah corn and Limbiscuit because for me, like I came up a bit younger than you. So like new metal had just completely, you said you were saying grunge, Nirvana, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah couple years down that dial and then all of a sudden it's new you know yeah. it's new metal like yeah. it was yeah it was a wild ride for me like i had an older brother four years older than me so it's like what were the kind of bands it was like corn limp biscuit tool yeah. yeah um slipknot ramstein yeah soulfly so this was after sepultura like yeah, you know yeah, like i'm yeah. getting i'm doing that the jump the jumpy yeah, part yeah jump yeah. to fuck up yeah that's know? it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you that's said, still um, rips though man that's yeah i haven't yeah. listened to i was never really i never got don't get me wrong, I, that first Slipknot record I remember loving. I remember being in a school bus, like a trip, you know, like a camp or something, and I was that dork that had headphones in but would scream the lyrics. Like, what a psycho, you know? Like, on a bus with all your schoolmates and I'd just be like, I can't remember any of the lyrics. But but that, I went to their show in, um, in Melbourne and saw The Wolves and the, there was an all ages show and the wolves were from melbourne and they were like like i had eddie from the wolves pick on my wall i had their set list like the wolves were what really got me into live music and Whoa. and th- thinking that i can do that too like the melbourne metal scene from the wolves like a bremelin earth um geez uh damaged um blood duster and you can go down like Bowmouth and geez i'm I'm stretching like there's so many like but I was, dude you're tapping into yeah like, like what I'm sure a lot of listeners are like oh fuck yeah 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 it was like all the freezer shows and then I could finally like I remember when I I went to all the free mum took me to all the freezer shows and generally generally I go on my own not, not know a soul and then I got one mate from school to start coming with me so you're a, you're a, were you tall then as well um, or would you get tall later 
Ah, uh, geez, yeah. And you've got really nice teeth. Did you have braces? Oh, really? No, no, no. These are oh. El Natural. I'm yeah. picturing like a tall, lanky, skinny, redhead dude with braces, you know, wearing yeah. kind of a corp shirt. But you were obviously <laughs> nah, cooler than that. No, nah, I, uh, I would never say I was cool. Um, <laughs> no, it was like... I'll say you're fucking cool, man. <laughs> probably slightly soft, um, but I played basketball. I should have been a lot fitter. But then when I was older, I got into like scaffolding and uh, weights and stuff. So Yeah, and um, you worked with Cam Ward there, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where I met Cam. He's yeah. on my list as well. So oh, we can get awesome. to that. That's a bigger story, yeah, cool. the bass guitar. I'd yeah, like yeah. to, I'd like to yeah, hear that yeah, story. Sweet. Specifically for Mal to listen to. <laughs> Hi, Mal. Um, <laughs> hey, mate. So uh, we'll get back to that. So, yeah. you, so you're on a freezer shows, you're doing metal, but then you go to this one hardcore show and was what they doing the hardcore music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? You know, and first experience with hardcore moshing I find fascinating because yeah. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is yeah. this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all know it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I heard stories. There was rumors. I don't know if this is true. I have to ask some old school Geelong dudes to, to to back this up. But we had the PCHC, we had the Pivot City hardcore, but we also had the RCC, which were the older boys. All oh, right, yeah. The boys at Cam started to get in with me. Started playing. You know, he started you know getting into that 10th yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But um, they the 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 rumor was that someone's car stereo was like rocking some probably like sick commodore wagon probably <laughs> and they would play you know the like the terror and the like the the u.s kind of stuff yeah and they would mosh at the waterfront of geelong like wow. they practice moshing like at night time <laughs> or something yeah. i imagine it's night time because yeah they, you'd it's, hope it's like, it's like in <laughs> it's like point break then you know like when the dudes play basketball i mean the football on the on the beach yeah yeah and it's yeah. like they're just moshing out like the geelong like down a line burners for any of my geelong peeps <laughs> that's so good it'd be great if they had it like you know after breakfast one morning and they get down, you know, line your coffees up and, yeah, you know, your little, you keep cups and all right, let's go boys. You know? Yeah, like decaf. And girls and girls. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, decaf, yeah. you know, like like long black, you know, just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Know, no foam. No, you know, no, you no, foam. no foam. <laughs> and they're, oh, they're, they're, so they're fueled by the energy of the mosh. They don't need caffeine. <laughs> yeah. just, get, just get a fucking decaf. Yeah, yeah, just Scott know? Vogel, just give him to me. That's all I need. <laughs> so you saw the moshing for the first time at the, was it the Civic Center, did you say? No, Midian. Uh, Midian. Uh, Midian rehearsals in Richmond, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tiny yeah room um that was like yeah confronting but you know from i guess from being a bit of a rough head i, I liked it too you know I, I didn't know what was going on but um but there's fists flying around yeah i was like, like oh, some yeah, dude yeah. punches me i can find it's <laughs> like i'm allowed to yeah and that uh yeah yeah and go into that but yeah yeah there was um yeah it was cool the energy in itself and, and don't get me wrong i i was i was doing that stuff too you know it um Going to Stonecutters shows and... Dude, and Stonecutters. Stonecutters, yeah, yeah. I, I have a very lovely... When I think of Damo from the Red Shore, one yeah. of my most loveliest memories is me and him are standing at the very back of Stonecutters. Yeah. And the entire fucking... That was the, it was a long haul, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it was a yeah. Long Short room. little stage, yeah. And I remember him and I standing next to each other just at the end of the pit, just like watching everyone's kind of backs. And it was very nice. And that, I think... That's a... Yeah. It's, it, yeah, if any... if. If anything could, you know, fucking boil that dude down to an essence, it was being a lovely guy to show, looking out for people, watching yeah. the band, being totally in it. It's yeah, like, yeah. He, Another yeah. smiler too. You know? Dude, yeah. he was a... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was a lovely human. Like, well, he really was. Speaking of the Campbellwell, you know, when we're saying we're kicking the footy, I remember, you know, handballing just a footy with uh, Andy. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. He used to frequent a nightclub I used to work at in Geelong quite often called yeah, Home okay. House. Right. And he would... Um, put on ridiculous accents and start chatting up girls in like, and pretending he was from like LA or whatever. Yeah. And he was just a party dude. He yeah, was, he was yeah. a lovely, and again, like I'm behind the bar or like wiping tables or emptying ashtrays back then. Cause you're still emptying ashtrays in nightclubs. Yeah. 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 And just have a feeling like I wasn't 
working. Like, because yeah, he was just, just hanging, hanging around. around. Like, yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, Andy and Damo were. Yeah, so that obviously being from That's, Geelong and being in that scene, it was a bit of a weird. Well, they were, you know, picture the end of uh, our brother band, I'd call. You know, there was the abandonment, nothing remains, synthesis, and, and Redshaw. Yeah, you know, that was. Totally. And I saw so many of those lineups. You yeah, know, like yeah. Those bands, like Campbellwell, Stonecutters. Yeah. Potato Party. Shed. Yeah, Potato I Shed. I talked to yeah. Rob about. I, I remember Armageddon Sky and we played yes, shows with them yeah, you know Ryan so I, yeah, yeah so I used to do video stuff with Ryan for oh years. right like, yeah, so cool. Ryan worked on After Armageddon Sky yeah he made all the Redshaw like he did the documentary documentary <laughs> he made the documentary <laughs> after Andy and, and, and Damo passed away and yeah. he worked on film clips and he did all the confession stuff we did together oh, okay, and Electric right. Dynamite so all those clips were made by Ryan and I oh cool that's all yeah. I didn't know that yeah. so yeah, yeah so yeah. he's and he's kicking ass man he's got a Netflix show and he's like doing heaps of Redshaw oh really so, I didn't yeah, know that yeah yeah. Oh, sweet. I'll have to um, yeah get that info yeah, off you. Have to, so he just Robot Army Productions. You can just search that yeah, up and cool. sort it out. So yeah, he's still doing really well doing all that stuff, which is sick. So yeah, he's he's gone. But yeah, I remember I had an Armageddon Sky t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he played a show with Chase Manhattan that Micka was in at the time. Mick, yeah, well, I, I remember um, like just being, going to Adelaide just as a van hang, you know, with Chase Manhattan and, you know, drinking their rider and just you know, causing ruckus because you're in a different state, you know, Fuck. there's no rules. Yeah, Chase yeah, Manhattan. And that, what's that one street, Hindley Street or whatever? Where yeah, it's just, oh, it's yeah. like debaucherous, you it's, know, like you can just get fucked up on that one street, cops it's, on horses, yeah, like, yeah, strip yeah. clubs, yeah. And, like hostels. Danger, and like, you know, um, pokey venues open to way too late and pool, like possibly getting murdered at a pool table, like all the good stuff that Adelaide provides. Yeah, and yeah. I reckon that every, like, well, Melbourne's go, I guess, King Street, um, I reckon the Valley in Brisbane is oh, psycho. Dude, that is, we call that Coward Punch Boulevard. Like, <laughs> that is like, I don't fucking go down oh, there, man. man. And I reckon Perth, just in general, I reckon that that there's a strip in there. I don't know what it's called, but it's wild. Yeah, um, far out. Where were we going then? What well, were we I'd just love, talking about? I, I don't know. We'll come back. We still oh, got yeah, to just, the Civic Center or, or yeah, sorry, Midian. Midian, but, yeah, but yeah. We'll get back to that. You mentioned Adelaide, and that's a, a fantastic segue to talk about Tara. So you, yeah. met, you guys, she's an Adelaide girl originally. Yeah, yeah. She grew up in the hills, and um, yeah, I uh, picture the end. Picture the end. I say it really quickly. Picture the end. We played a um, a show, an all ages show at the underground, and then we just went to a bar after to, and I saw her, said good day. Gave her, asked for a kiss on the cheek. I think I may have got that. Um, yeah. And That's bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, she was standing alone. I just went, um, why is, you know, the cheesy, like, why is it, why do you, you look like this and you're standing alone, you know, blah, blah, blah. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, gave her a peck on the cheek and, and you know, uh, went our different ways, exchanged like contacts and kept MySpace in touch. Details. Yeah, yeah. MySpace, kept in touch yeah. on that. Um, were you in a top eight you reckon <laughs> oh god yeah um geez top eight geez that's bringing it taking it back isn't it's it a deep cut <laughs> yeah wow geez i wonder if oh. we still had to do that now how much pressure and dude stuffed up man that's messed up there was up. a lot of rules it's kind of like your best men at your wedding yeah like, right yeah your brother should be in there maybe but like what about this old guy tom past? tom tom might tom, be in there yeah. if you want to have a laugh put him number one <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah 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 there was a there was a cracker that one wasn't it there, there uh, are bands <laughs> now that i feel like would be very well suited to myspace still if i had it like like um, uh, like private functions. You know those guys. No, no. Joe no. used to play in clowns. Um, uh, but they've got like their Instagram presence is really funny, and it's like yeah, okay. like they only follow like three people. I'm pretty sure, or they did it at a time. Yeah. And their whole thing is like private function still on top, and they followed like still on top, like three oh, people. Like wow, is the three that's people they follow on Instagram. I like, I'm that. like that's so clever. If they had a yeah. top eight, they'd smash a top eight. They'd yeah, smash yeah. a bulletin. Like yeah. they'd, <laughs> 
<laughs> bulletin, wow. I remember I used to get... Taking me back. I'd be like posting Lamort shows on a bulletin and then like some idiot posts like 10 in a row like, which Spider-Man villain are you? It's like, stop clogging up the fucking bulletin space <laughs> on a Friday yeah, when like, yeah. people this need is, to know yeah. my show's happening it's at, promo, the, man. at the bar like, club yeah. or the yeah. natural or whatever. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> Anyway, we'll uh, take, so Tara. So Tara, yeah, so yeah. You're on MySpace with each other. Yeah. You may not be top friends. No, nah, um, kept in touch. Then, um, oh, hazy, hazy. What happened then? Yeah, I th- oh, that's right. I went over for a New Year's. Um, I think one like mate Fowler's of mine. Live? Jeez. <laughs> oh, was it at Fowler's? Um, no, this was just a... I, I hung out with um, uh, Adam Rivalry. Now, I think he's in Totally Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which mate came with me, but um, long story short... Uh, she was down at like Glenelg Beach. We weren't hanging out at the time, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll make an effort. Like, I'm kind of here for her. But she doesn't really know that yet. Yeah. I went down to the beach as like after midnight, so everyone's sort of leaving. And, um, You're getting that point break vibes again. It's full on, man. And then like we did, like I spotted her miles away and we did like this slow walk and it got faster to a run. Bang, kiss on the beach. Holy First shit. First kiss, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like then I was doing constant bus rides, you know, coming back overnight. So I'd like leave on a Friday overnight, get there Saturday, Sunday, Sunday night, overnight bus ride back to Melbourne. What then age are you at this point? Oh, uh, like you guys have been together for a while. 06 is when we officially got together. So, wow. um, uh, yeah, so geez, age 20 something, 21, maybe. Fuck, cellular data's not very good back then. Picture <laughs> nah, messages weren't nah, very good nah. back then. And I was like, getting the overnight bus, you yeah. know, and I'd get back into Melbourne from an overnight bus ride and then go straight scaffolding to work, you know. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. The things we used to do, eh, for love. The things you do for love. <laughs> dude, I, I, I Where's know. your harmony, man? Come on. Oh, dude, <laughs> I've been sucking on yeah. <laughs> Nicotine stick yeah. this whole podcast. I'm not gonna be able to fucking oh, belt out. Yeah. Phil be rolling. Yeah, I know. Yeah, in his room above the paint, he's gonna fall off the fucking. Wall. I think he just did. Um, <laughs> with me, yeah. So yeah, and then um, yeah, we've after seven years. It took me a while because um, I was touring through that whole period of us being together. Um, she came back from a European trip um, early and just moved straight into Melbourne. Didn't go back to Adelaide, um, and that was when I was living in North Melbourne. Um, well, pretty much Melbourne. Who were you living with at the time? Was there any... Um, Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne Jackson, Jackson, yeah. living with Dwayne Yeah, Jackson? I moved out of home with Dwayne, yeah. <laughs> Had he just come from Bendigo at this point or like... I'm not sure, no. He was living he with... He been uh, there before that for sure. He would have been like straight out of there. Yeah, yeah. Just, he knew. Just the city, the king of the city. He, is, um, he knows everyone. So yeah, he, he was living in a house like literally... Uh, you know where the roundabout is near the Artie? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, so right there, Fuck. Bedford Street. And uh, Andrew Mitchell, another good old friend of mine, they were living together. He had to move out for work, I think, and then I, I swanned on in. So it was great for me. All the boys had to come from the east to play a show at the Artie. They all had to drive home. So I got the rider, and I used to walk over with my cab, head, and guitar. You could do it all at once, you know, and just wander over to the got Artie. Got that scaffolding bike. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I've got this, yeah. So wait, you know? guitar, head, what else? I could do... I managed to do everything so I could have the head handle and the guitar in one hand and the cab in the other hand. Fuck off! Yeah, I could do it all in one go. Was the cab on wheels? Or nah, you just You were nah. just doing like the side? Side, yeah. I've still got the cab. It's a light cab. You can lift it over your head. It's an old Laney cab. Um, 
I remember Kev Prom Queen once said it sounded good. So I'm like, cool. If he, he thinks, I don't know if it sounds he good. He sent but his shit all the way over to fucking Gothenburg or wherever he did to produce <laughs> yeah. that second album, you know. Like. So he liked the sound of this Laney and I'm like, cool, it's light. I'm keeping it. I still got it. So that's my only cab. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. There you go. That's sick. But so I know it's not like a vintage piece. It's like a made in China, applied board, you know, like, you know, particle board thing, but it sounds, it's got good bottom end in it. So yeah. Fuck and it's light. Awesome. So yeah. So fortunately there and, and then, uh, yeah, seven years, um, after all that touring, I was the only one in the band to, you know, uh, maintain their partner. Um, and that's a credit to Tara and, or it's credit to our well, relationship, you know. I was just you know? about to say, that definitely works both ways. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like you're doing your your part on that because that's, that's, that's a hard that's a, life. It's a life that a lot of people listening to this would understand really well. That's, well, that's another part when I said I quit I, uh, after the American tour. I wasn't happy away and I wasn't happy at home because I mm. missed the life. I was never, I was always, the grass was always greener. As much as I love being home, I missed the lifestyle of being away. So, you know, I had to make the call eventually of, because we were doing a lot of, we were away at three months for one point and I just thought, no, no, I moved, I quit and, and came home and yeah, here we are, you know, seven years. After seven years, we got married and, and uh, we're just, just about to have our five-year anniversary. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's really there lovely, man. Yeah. Hopefully melting a couple of hearts <laughs> at the moment. That's, it's, it's always nice to have people to look for, I guess, as a role model when it comes to relationships. And it sounds like you've kind of got that dialed in, man. Yeah, we, we're really pretty good. fortunate, you know. Um, I, I don't know if fortunate is the right word. you obviously got to put a lot of work into these things. And, um, um, and Tara and I are just, yeah, I think we're... I remember Cam saying at our wedding, he, he made it there. Um, he's saying he, like you know he really believed in our love and yeah and um he wrote a beautiful message that tara still has um oh that's really nice uh oh this is a good segue too yeah, isn't it exactly. uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah let's talk cam. about cam cam funny funny one uh i remember going getting told oh, i'm working out in queue and there's going to be a guy on site you'll meet there this is when i was doing cladding work so um aluminium sort of um aluminium well, what do you call it? Cladding, yeah. It's hard. To, people go, what's cladding? And you, it's hard, you know, you, the shit that goes on the outside of buildings, that's aluminium. While it's getting... Well, it's a finished product, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a cladding system, yeah. Um, anyway, I was supposed to meet him out there and I was there's a Kiwi and I was expecting... Because I was a scaff, scaffolder previously, I met heaps of Kiwis and they were all like uh, Maoris or Mouldy... Maldi, Maldi, yeah. yeah. Sorry, um, Mal. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. And this is a good one. Like, and I was like, oh, sick. He's gonna be, you know, uh, Maori and uh, hilarious with a big beard. That's what I just pictured. Yeah. Um, and they love PlayStation. Uh, really? Yeah, dude. PlayStation. Like, I, I worked in <laughs> for like a short time with a bunch of Maori dudes, mm-hmm. and we were all like unloading containers, like in like uh, like the west of like west of like Brooklyn, kind yeah. of that where like where yeah, Toll yeah. owns like half of fucking Laverton or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And then they were all just like, yeah, you played Destiny, bro? Oh, have you leveled up the shotgun? Oh, no, I don't use the shotgun, I use assault rifles. And I'm like, what the fuck what is the going fuck on? Is like, going all on? of them were like in Destiny, like, clans and stuff and playing shooters and Call wow. of Duty and shit. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I want to hang out with these dudes yeah. more. I've been, playing, fuck, I've been playing Call of Duty like, oh, oh right. Yeah, okay. Fucking blow my mind. You, uh, you play games? I'm not good. I like, I, I love the idea. I love the escapism idea yeah. of them and I go sit down to do them and... I've, as soon like as soon as it came out where you could turn and look with your left, the, 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 the two axes of it's the like if you've got to ask me to look left on that, I'll be up down everywhere, and I just I really can't do them. Like I want to be good. I was I, like the Tony Hawk stuff. I was never a skater, so I lived through games to do that. Um, I like Tony Hawk and 
and some basketball basketball games. But yeah, yeah. I want to get into them, but I'm just not good at them, and it frustrates me. You Fuck. Know? So last night I was playing yeah. this with Mika and Johnny Funk, and I put on. There was only one Metal Storm track I could find on YouTube, Precision, yeah. Precision Death, and I was just fucking playing like that, and then like some mind snare and shit while yeah. I was just capping just shooting. fools. It was like it was, it was an experience, man. <laughs> That's an experience that everyone should have to have. Like, even if you can't use the two sticks, we'll find yeah. a way. The future will get, oh, like... Yeah, you know, it's got, got there's got to be aid, yeah. Stuff now, you know, yeah. you can... Like, bad gamers that you can aid them, you know? Yeah. Aid them to play better, you know? Maybe live through, yeah. Fuck <laughs> um, it, unreal, though. Anyway. So, yeah, Cam, I saw him, and it was like this sort of, you know, average height white dude. And I'm like, it's such a letdown. Like, I even told him, like, I thought you were going to be this big, funny, like, married dude. And he's like, sorry, man. And Was he covered in tats yet? Um, I think so. Yeah, he had a few. Um, yeah, and we end up, you know, what he's like. You just buddy up, you know, like yeah. you know, he's a buddy with everyone. We he was and, and commanding as well. He knew his he knew his stuff. Like he was a in a work sense, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I remember we we the next job we went to. You know, we worked here and there, but this next job was like we had a wall, and it's in Little Collins Street. Um, you know, I still go past there, and you know, we spend so much time down this uh this wall. Um, putting up all this framing and uh, um, yeah, um, in scissor lifts and stuff, and and he was like, he was a tradesman. I, I was a you know assist, trade assistant TA, um, so he was sort of running the show. Even though I'd been there longer, you know, he he just banged straight in. Um, but you know, we we're in scissors, like working in scissors all the time and on scaffold, and then we used to like the chats we'd have were just you know extraordinary you know f- like from the funniest stories you'd ever have and, you know i could put my two cents in with him too and get him going yeah, he but, had a lot of those stories oh yeah but then you know we could be talking about something that means the world to us the very next sentence we got real deep real quick um uh he really confided in me and even down to the you know the very end um it was like yeah he he was telling me stuff he couldn't tell anyone else you know and yeah. And we were doing that on the work site, you know, two weeks in and to the to, to, to the very end. And we'd have like, you know, we'd be working on, he loved Meshuggah. So it was Meshuggah Mondays on the stereo, <laughs> like, you know, whatever down the line. Like, you know, if we had to do a Saturday, you know, the S's really open up, you know, there's a lot of bands to start with S. So. And he was actually, I was the first one, he was in the scissor lift with me when he found out about his daughter, that he was that he had a daughter. So wow. we went to the pub after and uh, had a good yarn and, and you know, yeah, he's very, very, very special man, you know. Tell us about the bass guitar, because I know that's something that was really special with like him and you and Arnie as well. So like give yeah. us a bit of a give us a bit of a rundown about that. Yeah, well, um he He was like, Oh, what bass should I buy? You know, like I wanna get back into this or I don't know if he I think he was trying to learn and um I don't think much ever truly came of it. Um he was playing a little bit, I think, with Reese. Do yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Reese. yeah. Um, he said he was jamming like they should have been he should have been jamming more than he and practicing more than he than he did but yeah. um, that bass I, ended up, I actually borrowed to record Sylvan Orr that so the bass oh, played on that whoa. is all Cam's bass and um, and you know I I thanked him in the in the booklet for the bass and uh, unfortunately I never got never got to show him uh. um, and he was quite sick at the time I I could have gone into, you know, but I knew he didn't want me there. So he never caught, I wanted to see, let him see his name, you know, on, yeah. the, on the booklet. But anyway, um, uh, I, I returned the bass at some point before before then, once I'd finished with it, because he wanted it back. And and then, um, you know, when he was quite ill, he said, you know, that, that's yours, you know. 
I'm like, ah, you know, it's all good. And he goes, no, 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 no. So, um, and then, you know, it happened, you know, he passed away and, um, I didn't know, but Mel, Mel had the base for, I reckon, near two years and I'd, I'd see her, I'd think about it. I knew that it was out there, but for me to ask for it, yeah, um, it's, it's it was stepping, a really, it might feel like stepping on like, you know, someone's legacy. Yeah. Or yeah. Know? And it was a really strange thing. I knew he wanted me to have it and I, there was this, uh, yeah, it took me a long time. And even when I when I we got speaking to Mal, I think it was the anniversary of maybe his, his but oh, maybe it was his birthday in Richmond. I, I ran into her after a football game, kind of talks, um, at a, at a pub, and um, I brought it up, and it it was like a relief for me. But to uh, you know, to it's like a relief even just to talk about it, let alone uh, oh, man, eventually totally, get it. Yeah. But then um, another year probably passed before I actually went and got it. Um, and um, it was cool just hanging out with Mel at her house, seeing her place. And, oh, it's you a know. sick house, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. We used it for the True Believer film clip. Oh, really? Was yeah. that there? If you watch it again, it was like... Yeah, I'll keep we, that in we mind. We were talking about it and I was like, what? Because between like Dan who shot it and Gabe and I, we were like, where are we going to shoot this fucking mass suicide thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's just do it at Mel's place. Yeah. And it was because it's such a... Yeah, it's, it's got a fantastic energy about oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, like, top, that top area... Oh. especially is yeah. like i was like come on yeah i didn't want to leave you know <laughs> yeah oh dude i never but want yeah. to either yeah. yeah yeah so uh yeah thanks mel <laughs> love you mate so uh yeah old cam yeah special and you've and, got and you've got that bass now yeah sure do yeah and i use i've used it for everything since i've i've got another album that i've done um fucking hell man how prolific <laughs> are you this is uh like a sort of d-beat punk um but like aggressive grindy sort of thing that I've finished. I d- I'm just waiting for a vocalist, to be honest. I'm trying to f- picture the right... Yeah. What, um, what, what are your influences coming from this? Like that's, D-beat punk? Yeah, that's like From Ashes Rise, Tragedy. Uh, um, and I was listening to a lot of grind at the time. So there's like... It's that mixed with blasts. and But then it goes into like big melodic passages. Um, sort of like... Uh, what's that band... I uh, can't think of them right now because that's my, my, my brain. Uh, no, I can't think of them. Um, yeah, this, <laughs> there's one band that uh, that really uh, influenced me on one track, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, Adrian again did drums on that. Um, all the guitar, all the guitars and bass are done. Um, it's sort of on hiatus until it's I find ice. a yeah until I find a vocalist until you find your fill. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I, I went to again, I went to do vocals on it, but. Um, I think it needs like a more of a yelly. I'm hearing like a raised fist sort of, you know, something a bit of with a point of difference, you know. Um, yeah. And Joel Joel Taylor's got a great rate. They used to do a um, abandonment. Used to do a raised fist cover when they play. Fuck. And Joel's voice is great. So I've hit him up a few times. Nudge nudge. Joel did chuck a demo vocal demo for me. Um, he's actually got all the tracks currently sitting because we reamped the guitars. Well, so. it just sounds like you know yeah. he's just he's being lazy. Yeah. Well, Joel, maybe uh, get get stuck into it, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. So that's uh, use the bass on that, and um, all the uh, Galaxy uh, pre-production I'm doing now. Um, all the bass is 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 Cam's bass. So it's, it's lovely to know that even though he didn't see that, he definitely would have known. Oh yeah, it, you know, and yeah. he's and he's listening to it somewhere. Well, the bass that's on the Galaxy is Cam's. Like yeah. it's you know it's it's all that's it. So yeah, he's he's uh he's having a laugh right now. I'm sure. Yeah, I've, yeah. I'm sure he is. Yeah, man. yeah, hanging out with the fucking greats for sure. Yeah, yeah. now. We've talked. We've talked about Cam Ward. Let's talk about Cam Roberts. Yeah. And and Tim. And like, Tim. how did they? 
come about? I think it was talked about on Joel's episode, but give us your kind of boomtown other side of the version of the story of this as Galaxy's happening and you need another guitarist and a bass player. Yeah, well, I, this was another thing. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this live. Like, I, I'm not driven by performance, live performance. I'm driven by, um, you know, the creative and recording process. Um, and I remember one time in the shower, I was listening to my own album. <laughs> uh, and I just, I had hair at that, as in I had long hair at that stage. And I remember just like, got out, had it on really loud in the house. And I started like moving my head and banging my head. And then I was like, yeah, I'm like, this, this has to go light. Like I yeah. really got the sense that it was like a moment. Like, all right. Um, Did the ask, power go out again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well played. I like that. Bang. Um, and I just, I asked Joel and Phil and they were keen um, certainly to to do it live. And then I'm like, all right, we sort of, you know, I spoke with them about who and, and why I came straight to with those two um, as a as a bit of a package deal, you know. Um, bought an amp off, off Cam. Uh, he had it up for sale. Um, I think he touched on this in his. Yeah, had it up for sale on Gumtree. I hit him up on two different phones of his to say hey man is this actually yours there's not another cam roberts is there and they bought his amp and in that process said hey um you know do you want to he's like yep <laughs> uh he would have already heard it he point, did yeah right? joel because like, black yeah. helm were recording at the same time and he already expressed to joel that he's keen and um i sort of knew that the answer would be uh a, a yes i asked him yeah just as i was about to leave in the car so he's probably like come on man like do it earlier you know like um but, and I asked, um, or do you reckon Tim would be keen? And before I even finished, he'd be like, yep. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty organic, natural, um, you know, sort of process of getting those guys in. And, and yeah, it's pretty hard to, I think Tim is probably, you know, bands are being like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't need a bass player. Yeah. Like, he's so prolific. Just, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see when he comes on, we're going to do a full rap sheet of, of like what is, yeah. timelines, different bands. He's been fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I you remember know? I think he played a show, like it averaged out to a show every week last year, you know? Like, yeah, that's just like, wow. So I think he, he's driven by performance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, completely. But the way that uh, he, um, or they both, you know, worked worked on the tracks and, and it's it's difficult learning to play, some of it's quite intricate and learning to play, you know, the way that I play. like um, Which is obviously self-taught. Well, no it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's different and, you know... Um, and then I'll like the other day at rehearsal, I wanted to learn some Black Elm riffs and uh, Cam showed me. And yeah, I've got to learn his way of playing. Like it's a, you know, it's like a thumbprint, you know, I reckon the way p- people play, the way your picking patterns are, are quite different. So um, they did some hard work and we all got in the studio and a lot of, a lot of rehearsals for our first show because we headlined it. So uh, <laughs> um, you better come out of the gate swinging. That's right. Man. Yeah, yeah. So um, True Believer didn't want to do it yet. Um, and I was like, come on boys. Like I saw them play at, uh, last chance, you know, I think I saw you oh, there. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just sitting back on how the hell are we going to play after these guys? You know, They're like a fucking great just band, such man. a unit. Um, so yeah, we had to, we had to have it down and, and yeah, they're just brilliant musos and, you know, I want them to keep adding their own flair to everything we do. Um, Get a couple of those cam bends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, most of the pre-production's done for the next album. Wow. Um, We're still obviously working on on lots of it. Uh, 
So I want Tim to, you know, play bass on the record, Cam, Chuck Leeds, uh, and, yeah, make it more of a, a band, you know, and, and get, like, even in the rehearsals now, when we're working on new ones to, to play, um, Tim came up with a brilliant idea, you know, to give the song some extra, you know, oomph at certain points. And, you know, it's great hearing. They're the talented oh, people. So man, pep it into that Black Elm stuff. He's yeah. put some really nice bass stuff in oh, there. It's yeah. really like yeah. when you hear it and you're like, oh, wow, that's cool. And this isn't even bait. This is like structural. Like, oh, he goes, cool. let's just do do it like this here. And, and I just love that, you know, we've created an environment where we, I want, that's you've, what I want. Yeah, you've created a band that's your band, but it's not your band. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like it being, you know, um, my Stu's thing. Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's an exciting, exciting time, yeah. So, especially in the, in the writing department and, yeah. and, and soon record, well, yeah, finish pre-production and then um, get stuck in a recording. My, I, my goal is to have an album out by the end of the year. So that's, um, wait, 2020, we, not this was, year. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah, come at, on. Yeah, at this moment, we're on the 29th <laughs> of December. It's like, fucking hell, man, you, yeah. you need to go. <laughs> I'll be right back, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a bunch of beers and a guitar. <laughs> exactly. 48 oh, hours done. So. Fuck. Um, hey, look, um, we, we're at the point now where that's a really good segue. Talk about it. Are, cool. you, are you willing to talk about the 90 days thing? I'll cut this bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Otherwise, I was going to say, otherwise I'll cut it. But I won't cut it. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned, you know, you've, beers have been strewn through all these stories. <laughs> DTD, yeah. Drunk D- till death. Drunk, drunk till, till death. dawn, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. I was shocked to find that yesterday, you know, you posted on Instagram mm. uh, that you were 90 days sober. And yep. if I remember correctly, there might have been an altercation at that last chance True Believer show. Uh, was that, I don't think that was caused by your alcohol or anything. Yeah, but remember no, that's just fucking, one of many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's. I seem, because of red hair and tattoos, I seem to always get in some sort of trouble, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I guess when you're mixing alcohol with that, it's not really a good thing. Yeah, not re- mixing alcohol with my red hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just. So tell us about like your journey of sobriety or like when did you even realize, like I think. Dude, that resonated with me. It yeah. pro- probably resonated with a lot of people that follow you on Instagram about it. And uh, Ava yeah. specifically asked if you, if you would kind of shed some light on it as well. Yeah. Thanks, Ava. Yeah, um, yeah. So w- what point did you realize there was a... What is the, the words you used? You used you, your words were very well thought out on yeah. that long post. And yeah. you didn't want to like accuse... You know, there was no... Ac- what is that word? Yeah, accusations. Ac- yeah, accusational yeah. kind of language about other people's use or their yeah, way, they, yeah. their, their relationship with alcohol. But yours, your relationship, you said was like a like you know a dependence. I think. Did you yeah, yeah, dependence? definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. First, with this stuff, it's to me, it's very important to make clear that it's only about me. You know, I'd never been not a like throwing that preacher. Of, yeah, yeah, or and like you know, some of my great mates or all, pretty much all my mates. Um, you know, love a beer and they're great drinkers and, and they're fun to be, you know, like I, I love the company even, you know, like being sober for 90 days. I love, I don't, I've been going to the pubs, been going to the shows. I don't, you know, I love my friends no matter if they drink or whatnot, you know, nothing against anyone. But for me, it was, um, it's been, you know, an oncoming storm for a long time. I've, I've had issues in the past where I've, um, you know, needed to stop for, uh, an array of reasons of getting myself into trouble or, um, you know, how would you say? Did it affect your playing at all? Like, oh, def- definitely, like, yeah. Would you be having, like, if you're on tour, like you were talking about, like... Yeah, but I was playing in Deez Nuts, I just got to move one finger around a fretboard. Couple board. opens? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I got... No, yeah, that was that was no issues. Well, not, not to my... There was a couple of funny stories, but they're, they're long, long-winded. But, 
Um, no, not so playing. It was more so just uh, general general life. Now that I've got some, uh, you know, some clarity on where I'm at now to where I have been. Uh, I was told when I was early 20s that I had to stop drinking for a number of reasons by professionals and uh, when you don't want to hear that when you're that age. Uh, yeah, nobody, nobody wants to hear good advice. No, no, no. And the amount of times that there's been so many instances where uh, I've had to either stop or, uh, you know, lower my intake and, and I'd do that, you know, classic story of lights mids heavies then next thing i'm on you know hard liquor again and and then of late for no real reason that that i've been aware of it just it creeps up you know you have more don't feel the effects and then seven days a week uh of you know i've always sort of been near drinking every day uh, and it got more and more um and then it started becoming problematic and then um like, would you find yourself getting like agitated if you didn't have a drink? At the yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely. If I ran out of wine, I'd be going to get more um, on a Tuesday. You know, if the cask finished, I'd go get more. Or yeah. um, uh, I'd always have a box. You know, I, if I didn't, I'd have to go get a box uh, of beer. And I was never like at home wasted. You know, I'd drink every night, but it's that drinking every night to then go the Friday and the Saturday. I found that I'd go hard on that, and the week. It's it all adds up, and I was doing it more and more and more, and a couple of uh, you know had one significant night on uh, Cam's uh, birthday, and I saw a lot of um, old friends there, and we were drinking you know picklebacks, his favourite drink and whatnot, and um, and then I moved to the front bar, drank gin all night with an old friend, and and that that night I had some you know troubling thoughts, uh, and I knew that I had to take it easy pretty much. Um, mm. The following week, I drank mids most of the week and then that night, uh, another night on a Saturday, I was putting on some lovely music like from a good place, like uh, from our wedding and uh, my emotions I couldn't control and I lost just, I was just not in touch with myself anymore. I was someone of my subconscious or unconscious, whatever was taking over. I just didn't feel connected to myself at all and, and uh, from that morning, I woke up you know, I've had, had, yeah, there's many other things that uh, uh, went on, but I, I just said uh, next morning I woke up and went, you know what, uh, I need I need some help. So um, stopped drinking, uh, went and got some help, uh, professional help. Um, this was after three weeks of being sober and I'd, I went in feeling pretty good, you know. Uh, mm. um, I had some like uh, physical um, withdrawals and mental withdrawals. It was pretty, pretty hard. Um, yeah, I feel like he'd be getting super like angsty just about everything, like yeah, nails but, on a chalkboard. Yeah, a bit more like. But I found that you know now that I'm, I'm, I'm well, I, I went and saw some help, and she, she said you've you're you feels like you know what your issue is. Mm. It's like yeah, I know, you know. Um, but it's one of those things <laughs> that to vocalize that and to go seek help, man. Like for someone yeah. like you. You know, like looking at you from the outset, you know, you're a built guy, yeah. tattoos, rough right. dude, redneck, redheaded guy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of stuff already on that, like chip on those shoulders. Yeah, know? yeah. And just to finally like talk. And it's nice to have someone talk about it openly. Like, is this like a mental health plan seeing a psychologist? Or yeah, I'd, look, you know, I'd, I did. But for me, it's more uh, internal. I think um, since being off the uh, alcohol, I, I'm managing myself 
so much more. Mm. Um, I'm, and I'm not just put. It's not like a dry drunk. Like not just not drinking. I, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm I'm in a community of called Daybreakers that. Um, it's like Hello Sunday Morning is the initiative, and it's like a Daybreak uh, app where you've got professional help. Um, oh, yeah, cool. that I, I I've been an open chat with uh, one lady called Jean, um, and then there's like a you know a, a status you know like a Facebook sort of setup in it um, that you get support and advice from other people. So it's a it's just an net, like, app on your phone that's a wow. network of help and guidance. And uh, I'm reading a book called. Um, uh the naked mind or our naked mind um that is uh just completely uh changed the way i think about alcohol and um yeah it's been essential in in me being happier uh and i wasn't to me you'd asked me long ago that was i happy of course i was happy um it's just uh you know, I just seem to get into a lot of trouble. and I think yeah. also, ha- happiness is a weird gauge mm. because you can always be happy even when things are shit. Yeah, but when things yeah. are really good and you're really happy, you had no idea you can be that happy. Like, well, the thing is, it's just your, your, your level of happiness or where, where it may be. And, and mine was, you know, a lot of the time thinking about uh, where will I get another drink or, mm. or how quick I can, uh, you know, um, how soon... On a in a day that I'll have a, my first beer, you know, like most of it, like a lot of us do, like that, which is to me fine. But but for me, like where I am now, uh, I'm more present. Um, I have more clarity in my thought. Um, my my extremes aren't so far. I could be really agitated when I was drinking, um, sober, like you know, not actually drinking, but I was angry. Then fine. Then then I'd be sad and fine. Like my, my, my base rate was quite low. Whereas now, you know, the extremes, the medians, um, you like know. tolerance for bullshit is yeah, much higher. Yeah, yeah. I've just, you know, I've sort of, I don't know. I just feel, I feel really good. <laughs> That's good to hear, man. Yeah, no, it really yeah, is. And yeah. I, I hope that people listening will be like, hmm, okay. Well, the, the support I've got in, in you know, it's, it's a, it was a, quite a big decision to make because I'm not a public person, you know. Mm. Um I'm open talking about things, but I'm shortly not a public person. But um, it was a big decision to make um, and a big step to make to let people know what I've been struggling. Well, not essentially what I've been struggling with, but uh, how alcohol has been, uh, you know, I've been dependent on it um, and, you know, alcoholic. Like, yeah, it's it's okay to say it's not always a guy in a... In a it's not Barney or a from girl. Simpsons, <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's, 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 it, it can be us as well. And yeah, it, it was a big decision to make, but the support I've got, um, is extreme. Uh, and, uh, I feel very fortunate to have, um, such a great foundation of mates and peers that will, that have got my back, you know? Mm. Um, it all comes back to hardcore, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's like a sense of community and, and friends, uh, is, you know, it's a credit credit to each individual that that has reached out and given me you know just a, a pat on the back that i wasn't in search for but yeah. uh maybe it it, well, it does feel good to receive you know of course so yeah yeah it's um the the, the thing with me i i didn't just go in i didn't just hide away i went out and still did everything i'd like go to shows go to the pubs um I don't want anything to change. That's my thing. I, I want to be invited to the pubs. I want to be invited to the shows, you know. I, I can be around all, everyone, just diff- drink a different drink, you know. It's yeah. like the vegan thing. Just 
you can sit next to me you're gonna eat your different food i'm gonna eat mine you know like who, who really cares what fluid or what food we're putting in our mouth you know Dude, no, like, I, I completely agree with you yeah. on every level of that yeah, for sure yeah. it's like if you can be comfortable and confident in your own skin yeah it shouldn't matter what the fuck's going on around it yeah it should yeah be who you're with and what you're doing you yeah know? yeah totally and you know yeah i'm backing myself in on this and and so far i'm glad most most of if not no, all of my friends are yeah so bang yeah take it and run <laughs> fuck that's amazing. I don't think I could think of a, a better thing. I think there's some unclosed loops on this podcast, but I'm not going to talk anymore now. I think that's a fantastic <laughs> end. Thank you so much for coming on the show, oh, man. It's been it's been amazing. Yeah, well, thank you, man. Like, I, I was seeing, you know, some of the boys get a call up. It was great to receive your message. Say, do you want to come in? I'm like, I just want to tell my ruler story, you know, my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want. You know, I could have just said that and got, no, nah, of course not. Um, yeah, thanks heaps, man. Been a bloody pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. start again hey welcome to the post ramble uh this episode was fantastic i had a really fun time catching up with Stu. Stu is one of those people that i see a lot at gigs we might stand next to each other at the front watching a band at nine o'clock and that's a lovely thing to share with someone but i wasn't sure how i was going to go with a podcast um and i was completely blown away for starters his punctuality he came to me he said he would be there at 3 30 he was there like bang on 3 30 i really respect punctual people um certain people in my life in the past have not and I'm like am I weird for being punctual and it's like no no I think it's very valuable and I think that the fact that I said oh you said 3 30 in here he's like yeah man I don't have no time to waste and I was like respect that instantly we were on good terms there and what a fantastic guest for someone who said that he you know oh you know I don't know how interesting I'm gonna be fuck he had some amazing stories great laughs I really did enjoy getting to know Stu for those two hours it was fantastic and for everyone we called out as well all of our friends thank you for listening and that's always fun to call out to people like that that's really good um I think the thing that I took the most from Stu was that how he said I think the line was something like hardcore taught me to be a better person and I think that's really cool because I think a lot of people kind of forget that these communities we make out of music or friends from work or whatever like you know these people shape you and if you're spending a lot of time at shows playing lots of guitar and doing things like that you know it really will change the person that you are and him being a better person because of hardcore and still bringing that to his heavy metal and you know the rest of his life I think is fantastic I think that's a really an interesting kind of exploration you know and I'd, I maybe noogies isn't the best way to get people to stand up at a show or not sit down on the steps at Max Watts but you know, if we have to do that, maybe we will. You know, maybe it needs to be forced first. You know, make an example of the first couple and then stop noogieing and then we can just all stand and enjoy bands together. Um, I also really like learning about his creative process and how for him it's more about, you know, making the music and kind of doing that, whether it be with his wife Tara or with his friends or like getting people involved to do the artwork and things like that or relying on people like Joel to to make it sound better you know that's really cool and I think that's what's great about music that collaborative experience and if you're in that zone and you like making music and you find people that you like working with there's something really special about that which I really liked as well um, <laughs> I'm really sorry that I didn't do the lightning round again fuck sorry Laura if you listen to this Loz uh, I will do them I, I should but I forget to do it at the end especially after all of the sobriety stuff it 
would feel weird to just be like, what are you, what's your favorite thing? And, ah, I don't know, it would be weird. It felt like a good end for it and it was an end. And then like the moment we finished, I was like, fuck, lightning round again. So listeners will find a way, maybe I'll do it like a midpoint. There's usually a pee break in these podcasts. There wasn't one in this one though, but usually there is, maybe when we come back from that, cut back in, strange but lightning round, and it can just pop up wherever it needs to pop up because they're fun questions. They lead to fun things. Don't get me wrong, I know, they're great. Um, speaking of the sobriety stuff, I think that's where the card must have come into play with this, you know, like this, this uh, talking about some kind of conflict. And I think that whether it be an inner conflict with dealing with your own demons and dealing with your own, facing your own, how would you say that? You know, like the fact that, that Stu talked about the word alcoholic is a weird word to use. It's a confronting word. People don't want to say it. But the fact that he kind of said, I am an alcoholic, you're like, yeah, right. Like, it's not just, it's not Barney from The Simpsons. It's not that kind of jokey thing. Like, there are people there, there are people out there, I guess, dependent on alcohol, you know, or dependent on drugs or dependent on food or dependent on fucking whatever it is, you know, like an abusive relationship, maybe. Like, there are so many things that people will lie to themselves and deny themselves true happiness by staying in things that they think will make them happy. And I think that Stu coming to terms with that in such an adult way and such a mature way and knowing that there's a greater good with like his daughter Winter and his wife, that that relationship is amazing. Like I would love to see what that's like, you know, just nine to five around the house with those guys. Cause it is, I'm sure it's amazing. Cause they, how do you do these things so well without that being the case? So I hope that's melted some hearts for people listening and made them feel like, oh yeah, that's really nice. I want to really respect and love my partner as well. Fuck, that's, why aren't we all doing that? Um, but yeah, so, and his, and his kind of hilarious view on like, why does it matter what food I eat? Or why does it matter what I drink of the thing? Like, why does that matter? It's like, why does that matter? Like, I've never heard anyone talk about that before where it's like, yeah, fuck, this shouldn't matter at all, you know? And I, I, I'm, I'm, totally with, I'm totally with that. So, you know, you keep living your vegan sober lifestyle, Stu, because it's fucking working for you, mate. It was an amazing time just sitting here talking to him over some waters fantastic doesn't need to be a beer in the podcast i think this is probably well i listened back to some of this and i was like well fuck you're a bit lively rory settle the fuck down but that was just sober you know i didn't have a beer to do that i was i was just excited to have Stu over and have a chat so um hope you guys really enjoyed the episode um thank you for listening thanks sorry there was a bit of a gap there it's been a bit of a tumultuous couple of weeks for me but we can <laughs> explore that maybe in later episodes in some snippets but uh things are all good things looking up and uh it's going to be a great new year so everyone have a happy new year if you're listening to this the day i put it up which would be that's really cool for you if you're like oh it's new year's eve but i don't give a shit i'm going to put on rory's podcast um if you are listening to this in the new year i hope it's fantastic i hope this is the year you smash everything set some goals you know and try and get them done by the end of the year they don't have to be massive they might even be things dealing with some of the stuff we talked about in this episode maybe it's i'm gonna fucking get a guitar and write some galaxy riffs or i'm gonna curb my drinking or i'm gonna be more sociable or i'm gonna go to more shows and i'm gonna fucking stand at the front and i'm gonna watch my friends and i'm gonna pay that respect and i'm not gonna be off you know in the beer garden smoking ciggies and talking shit with my mates i'm gonna go and watch them and watch the whole set and i'm gonna love it so do more of that maybe that can be your news resolution you know <laughs> seeing uh seeing your friends from front at the stage you know like at the when max watts is empty and there's like three people down there there's probably going to be me and Stu there. So come hang out with us and, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a drink <laughs> of whatever it is. I don't care. Um, yeah, thanks so much, guys. Happy New Year. See you very soon.